Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans. Uh, please listen every day to the showcase. The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take. Showing you how it is done. Proving I am number one. What a legend becomes. This is now my time to show you that I am here. Uh, this podcast just to make it loud and clear. Uh, by the fans. Uh, for the fans. Uh, not many who's here can understand everything pro wrestling. It can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people. The best show that's here. So listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinion and the lesson. Yes. Folks, welcome to Everything Pro Wrestling. Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. I am your host, Conrad Cushman. Joining me today, my co-host, my tag team partner, the Hall of Famer, Brian Williams. Brian, what's going on, brother? What's up, dog? Man, again, I said it last week. I'm going to keep saying it. You do the best introductions in the podcast game, homie. Thank you so much. Now, I appreciate you, Brian. This is part seven, the series finale, uh, the last dance, so to speak, for Michael Jordan here. Uh, this is something wonderful, and it's coming right back to the people because that's who this has always been about, by the yep. fans, for the fans. So you guys are going to get to ask questions. I saw some of them. Some of them are looking really good. We're going to try and take some from the chat as well. This is going to be a good time. No yep. intro like usual tonight because we are using StreamYard. So you guys will get something a little bit different from us. Hopefully everybody on the audio section has been enjoying this. I know they've been long, but it's well worth it. The content is good. It is good. So many people have listened to the whole thing, just dissecting little parts, had questions about things. This is the time, though, right. Brian. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I got a couple of questions that uh, my friend Roman sent me, too, so I'll answer those in addition to uh, what you've got. Nice, nice. Uh, who do we got in the live chat right now? Right now, we've got my man, Original Biggie, OB1, letting us know. He said oh, good evening. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's up, OB1? See? <laughs> I like this game. We got the, oh, this professional dog. Look at this. Yeah, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. Marlon Anthony's in the chat. Uh, I, I think Marlon subscribed to me because of our conversations, Brian. So once again, owe that to you. Uh, Marlon said, here we go, gents. He seems happy. Uh, yeah. Newcomer, Cameron McCauley says he has a lot of questions for Brian. Cameron, I don't think I saw any of your questions posted, brother. So hopefully we got enough time to get to the people in the live chat here. Uh, John L. Jackson's in the house. What's going on? My man, truly what the up? ace. I like it with the little gambit cards, a little set up there. Um, man, so good. So good. You know what, Cameron, since you came in here, brother, I'm going to show you some love. Folks, if you're in here, make sure you hit that like button for me. As many likes as we can get on this will be great. Uh, Cameron McCauley, we're going to start off hot with you. He comes in. He's got CM Punk, one of my favorite wrestlers. So he says, hi, Brian. What was it like developing SmackDown versus Raw 2007? That game is my childhood. <laughs> uh, it was, it was great. I mean, we talked about it on episode. Was it episode one? We did, yeah. Um, I mean, it was great for many reasons. It was great because it was the first uh, game that I was a part of from the beginning. You know, pre-production all the way to the end. Um, you know, as I've mentioned before, I, I joined the team uh, mid, actually, like. Yeah, mid-development of uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2006, so with uh, 07, like it was my first time I really got my, you know, my uh, my hands in the uh, in the dough, so to speak, and you know was you know created some pretty cool designs that I'm proud of even to this day. You know, the environmental hotspots, the uh, ultimate control grapples, the you know the the control scheme. 
Um, so it was it was a great experience uh, developing that game just because it was my first one. And, you know, and the fact that it was also, you know, well received by the fans and the press was just like the uh, I mean, obviously, that's icing on the cake. So it was it was great for me professionally. And then, you know, you know, personally, it just I, it, I hold it in very high, uh, high regard. And, uh, and, and it's funny because, you know, I it is one of the games that I do hear a lot of people. Uh, they say that's one of their favorites is uh, 07. And, yeah. you know, obviously that makes me feel good. So I'm glad you dug it. That was your childhood. That was the start of my adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 07 is a classic, man. I hear that often. That's up there, like right behind Here Comes the Pain for People's Favorite. Uh, good shout out to my man AR, but l- let me stick with Cameron real quick. Cameron says his yeah. favorite song on the game is Alive and Kicking by Nonpoint. I'd have to hear it, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, if he was on 2007, I'm sure I heard it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. AR just sent us a message. He said, Hey, Conrad and Brian, just want to say a massive thank you for doing these shows and educating us on behind the scenes and just the knowledge of wrestling games. Much respect. AR, always oh, here. You. Always here yeah, for that. Uh, this is Brian who came up with this. I'm just kind of the host. Brian has the knowledge. I don't know too much about the wrestling games. I'll come in. I play a lot of them, but Brian knows the ins and outs. It ain't me. So no, no, brother, no. This is you. You know, you always give. You know, you're always and I give yourself full credit. I mean, without your platform, we wouldn't be able to do this. So honestly, brother, thanks to you. Thanks, you know, uh, your show. Um, that's what makes this possible. And a uh, big shout out, my man Cactus is finally in here from XGW. I see the old. Uh, oh, what man. is that? That might be oh nine or ten. You got the the picture of it up. Of. <laughs> Got to update that thumbnail, Cactus. What's going on, brother? And he said, here comes the pain is the goat. And he even left you a little thank you, Brian. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, here comes the pain is uh, I got a question. I, I'll just answer this. So my friend, Roman, he, he wanted me to, to list like my top five uh, wrestling games. And, you know, not in any particular order. I didn't like rank them. I'm really bad with that. I'm even bad with just coming up with things that I just like because I tend to like a lot of shit. But here comes the pain is definitely in my top five. Um, shit, I think I got him right here. Uh, let's see. Yep. There we go. Here comes the pain. Boom. Love any great cover too. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 2. Is it? There we go. See that? This was a game that Yuke's did. It was only released in Japan, but uh, that game was dope because it had, uh, I mean, although it was named after New Japan, and New Japan is a primary promotion that it covers, but it had all Japan, uh, free agent wrestlers. Uh, it kind of ran the gamut of all the promotions in Japan. That's a really good game. That, that's like a holy grail that I always wish I had my hands on, but I could never figure out back then, like, how to get it. Yeah, you know, and, and for me, like, it was great because, you know, my coworkers gave me that copy. And uh, I remember, you know, back then it was hard to play um, Japanese PS2 games. Like, you couldn't play them on an American PS2. You had to get some kind of uh, whatever. Converter. Yeah, something like that. PR Nightmare has joined us in the chat. Uh, I don't know. He said, it's not my baby. Uh, I hope this isn't into reference to any storylines that <laughs> happened yesterday. Uh, let's see here. Cameron said, you made the WWE game so good. In my opinion, you are the mastermind behind WWE THQ SVR games. Uh, that's um, very kind of you to say. It was me and a whole bunch of other designers. You know, the whole team at THQ back then. We were all just clicking on all cylinders for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry. So you were doing your top five. So... Let, let's get oh, back to that real quick. So you yeah. said, here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. Wrestle Kingdom 2. And I was saying that, you know, it was easy for us, to, for me to play uh, these Japanese PS2 games because like a PS2 test kit, 
that we have, you know, at THQ and all the devs and everything. Like they can play, they play any um any SKU version of any game. So I still have my my uh, THQ uh, test kit. <laughs> I, I've kept that bad boy so I can play uh, Wrestle Kingdom One and Two, or, or or my next game that's on my list, King of Coliseum. You ever heard of this one? Oh yeah, with uh, Samoa Joe's in that and all them, right? Samoa Joe's in it. Loki is in it. Uh, it's another really good game. Very uh, very technical game, which I appreciate. Kind of like Fire Pro, which is also on my list. Uh, Fire Pro, the most recent one, that Fire Pro World. Um, and then the last one, SmackDown versus Raw, 2011. Nice, nice. Now I you, I, I can't. I'm I'm sad that I didn't see No Mercy on there. That's my baby, but I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. So here's the thing. Can we? I'll, I'll break down No Mercy. I have No Mercy. Like I said, it's. I'm looking at it in my N64 right across the way here. So this game came out. What was it, like 98, 99, 99. Yeah. So at the time, I I was just getting into wrestling. Um, so although I knew about that game because I had friends who would you know play it and all that, I really didn't get my hands on No Mercy until many many years later. Um, honestly, after I played Here Comes the Pain, and so when I went back and I started playing No Mercy because you know because everybody was talking about it and we had a whole bunch of copies at the at THQ. Like I remember having just stacks of No Mercy <laughs> copies. And so I was like, oh, let me just let me try this and play this. And it's a good game. I see why people love it. I do. But um, and I say this not because I work for Ukes now. Like, if given a choice to play, here comes the pain or no mercy. Like, that's an easy one for me. Like, as good as no mercy is, I'm gonna go to here comes the pain. I just I like the playstyle. Uh I, it's not even the playstyle, it's just the speed of the game, the pacing of the game is a lot quicker and faster. Mm -hmm. Uh no mercy gets a little, it's a little slower pace. Um like our later, the later WWE games in the franchise, but uh, but that's it. I mean, two really good games, and I understand completely why it's as beloved as it is. But yeah, here comes the pain. Is my that's my champ. I respect it. I respect it. You can't go wrong with either one, in my opinion. Chat, no, I'm gonna try and knock out your questions really quick, but I'm gonna have to ask you guys to hold off on this. Uh, truly, the ace. How come y'all decided to put Road to WrestleMania in WWE 12? So I think maybe he wasn't a fan of it, and he's wondering why was that put in. Uh, well, it was put in because you know we wanted to you know keep that mode uh, alive, keep it around. I mean, you know when Justin Leeper was designing it, uh, it was a great mode, very well received. And when he left after uh, SVR eleven, you know we kept the mode going, and you know we we talked about uh, twelve and 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 this version of Road to WrestleMania, and. The guy, the designer that that, that stepped in, just, we had a new hire. He came in and took over for Justin, a very good designer in his own right. In fact, he was the one that designed um, story designer. So, uh, so yeah, I guess yeah, John. So he was around in eleven, but yeah. So when Justin left, he took over the road to WrestleMania responsibilities, and I think look, he did he did a good job. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on John. I'm not. And honestly, the mode. Yeah, is is it as good as the ones that came before it? No, I don't think so. Um, I think you would agree with that. I I definitely agree with that. That's why it was gone after. Yeah, and I think yeah, we just kind of it was okay. You know, a nice I guess a respectable effort, but definitely lacked a certain something, which is why for thirteen, you know, Corey made the decision to pivot and kind of just instead of creating these original stories, 
kind of going back and looking at the history of WWE, which is why we covered the Attitude Era. So mm. that makes that makes sense with it. And uh, shout out to Justin Leeper. If you guys haven't, check out his YouTube channel. Yeah. And Justin, more Beastie Boys, more Beastie Boys. I saw someone saying Justin rapping, and then uh, Justin definitely put up him doing karaoke of the Beastie Boys. I usually go to Biggie Smalls for my karaoke stuff, but uh, I made sure that was never recorded because I definitely did it at a work function. And everyone was surprised that I knew all the words. So, um, definitely. I went to karaoke. I went to karaoke with Justin several years ago uh, when he lived in Culver City, and I, I met up with him and his wife at the time at this this uh, the karaoke bar. And I knew Justin played or did karaoke, but this is my first time seeing him do it live. And I mean, I, I do karaoke, but I go up there and I murder a song like I'm terrible, you know. And I kind of expected maybe it'd be something similar, maybe better than me. But bro, when he got up on the stage, I'm like, dude, like, it's like American Idol or some shit. I'm yeah, like, he, yeah, dude, he, he was really the video. Good. He's he's awesome. He's really good. It, I, it blew me away. So yeah, props to Justin. Justin Lee, yeah, check out his uh, subscribe to him on uh, Twitter. He he puts out his own uh, content covering Road to WrestleMania, the ones that he worked on uh, on his YouTube channel. So definitely check him out. That's the homie. What's up? What song do you pick when you go to karaoke, Brian? See, I get a free question too in here. Uh. <laughs> My go-to is uh, Snoop Dogg's Sensual Seduction. Oh, okay. That's, that ain't yeah. bad. I like that, that one. Bad. I used to uh, roll up to my one of my like very first jobs when I started college playing that, and they would be like, who is this coming up? <laughs> all tore up, hair all jacked up back then. Like, yeah, what's up, y'all? <laughs> I, I love that song. There. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Snoop's yeah. the man. You can never Snoop's go wrong with Snoop. Um, camera says SVR 06 is underrated. King, King is talking about competition. King, I love the uh, that looks like an EFED or something you got going on there in your thumbnail. I like that. He said, Looks like the competition is going to be between Ukes and Virtual Basement. Uh, that's bold. Yeah. Uh, well, but yeah, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a fan of what Virtual Basement is doing. Um, as both you know, a fan of wrestling video games and professionally. You know, yes, I guess it'll be competition, but the way I look at it, I mean, I'm rooting for them to put out a dope as fuck wrestling game. Um, and I know that we can. So if, yeah, I mean, competition is always good, but at the same time, if we can, if both, you know, Ukes and Virtual Basement can put out two games that are dope as fuck, I think that's just, uh, that's a win-win for the community. You know what I mean? Um and so I'm I'm rooting for them. I've exchanged messages, a couple a couple exchanges back and forth with them. Um, big fan of what they're doing. I like the idea. I like the approach that they're taking. And yeah, I'm I'm rooting for them. We need we need more developers doing wrestling, not less. Exactly. Uh, Cactus said it was a conspiracy. What happened with the connection early on? Uh, <laughs> he said the man is out to drop knowledge today. <laughs> uh, everybody seemed to forgive you. PR Nightmare said that it's my fault no matter what. I, Nelson, I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Thank you for Not the really. blame. I'll take the blame. No, it really uh, was mine. It was, it was all mine. Let's see here. What is this? Uh, HPW is the process behind art direction discussed in pre-planning. For example, here comes the paint is stylized compared to the realism of its sequel, SVR05. I'm not yeah, sure so what uh, I mean, if he's asking about the stylistic changes, like a lot of, it, it's funny because like, I love the look of Here Comes the Pain. Um, and again, I didn't work on that. Like that was still in QA testing it. But like when I joined, cause you are right. Like the, 
the look of the models and here comes the pain were definitely uh like uh, hyper realistic they almost look like comic book characters um and i think a lot and then yeah for what was it the first macdonald versus raw they got a little bit more photorealistic but still had a little stylization to them and the funny thing is that a lot of that is it was less of a conscious artistic choice by us and i think it had more to do with the with how the WWE wanted their models to appear in game. Um, because that was back when, you know, they really, they didn't want the, the, the wrestlers, you know, male or female to be photorealistic. You know, they wanted us to, you know, make everybody look like action figures. Um, you know, that's why you never see anybody with any kind of paunch or a little doughy, even if, you know, they are on TV, everybody was chiseled, jacked to the grills. And, uh, and that, was, that was an edict that came through from WWE. Um, and I think as you go through the lineage of the franchise you start to see because because we talked about this how we want it to be as realistic as possible and over the years you know wwe we've slowly kind of thawed them out on their hard stance of uh, having everybody look like these uh greek gods and everything which and, and eventually they did which is why you know you look at you know 16 17 18 19 uh they just got more and more photorealistic yeah that that's just part of the vision that they've always had uh yeah. cactus cactus said it's the battle of the goats here comes the pain versus no mercy it's like watching macho man versus cm punk in a promo battle <laughs> uh, i like that king said that that is a poster of the cause he made well brother you got some really dope cause i respect Hell that yeah. so, th that's, those that's look really good uh cameron is back saying i cannot wait for yukes to make their new game i'm hoping it's like the svr games of old uh yeah thank you i can't wait for that either and uh It'll. I, all I can say is that it'll, we we definitely you know go digging in our crates and uh, looking at the those classic games, uh, the fun games. Here comes the pains, the uh, SBR eleven. You know, with the uh, the weapon physics. I actually I finally got an email back from my uh, my coworker in Japan because I asked him about you know why the weapon physics from eleven weren't carried forward and he gave me a really detailed answer. A lot of it he told me to just kind of keep private. But uh, mm -hmm. the one thing I can say is that it was a dis it was discussed and it was it was discussed in a meeting that I wasn't a part of. It was during pre-production, you know, where, you know, the heads of state, as it were, you know, from THQ side and then Uke side, they get together, kind of formulate the big, big picture ticket items and everything in terms of cost and, you know, cost in terms of time and money. And uh, it was one of the things that was pared down in favor of trying to accomplish something else. Um that's the gist of it. And he also, he, he didn't mention it to me because I told him, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know if you know this, but like this game, a lot of people looking back on this and they love the physics in this. And, you know, uh, I hear so many people saying, you know, what happened? Like, why did, why wasn't this kept? And so he gets it. I sent him some, some videos that people have created on YouTube. And so he told me at the end, he was like, you know, hindsight being what it is, it is a shame that we didn't. But, you know, and we've talked, I'm like, hey, but we definitely know we can, it can be done and that we can do it. And so, you know, moving forward, that's one thing that, you know, again, a piece, one piece out of many that we'll take and, you know, bring over to whatever product that we do in the future. All right. Uh, we got Mr. Flood joining us saying he's a bit late. What's up, Flood? What uh, up? Let's see here. Uke's, Uke's new game needs to be a mixture of Here Comes the Pain and SVR game. So you can put that in your notebook, Brian. Shout out to Derek Do in the house. It? My man Derek will probably be on the AEW Dynamite review tomorrow. He said, B, mother, I don't know what that's supposed to be, magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. What's up, Derek? Uh, 
All right. So we got another question from Ace. So guys, if you got questions, take out your notepad and write them down because the other people who posted them first, I'm going to get to them next. Uh, let's see here. He said, what's your favorite football, basketball, and baseball team? Brian, you can go first with this. All right. Uh, so I'll preface it to say that the NBA is my my number one sport. Um, so I'll start there. I mean, obviously, I'm born and raised in L.A., so I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan through and through. Uh, so I'm down with the Lake Show. Um, as far as baseball teams go, again, I'm a L.A. homer. So the Dodgers and uh, for football, uh, the Raiders. Um, I know they're not in L.A., but like growing up, you know, they moved from Oakland to L.A. And that's when I was, you know, a kid. And that's when I became a fan of the Raiders. And I've stuck with them since they moved back to uh, to Oakland. And now they're going to, to Vegas. So that's my those are my three. Yes. Uh, for me, I'm going to say for football. Buffalo Bills, I can't hate. You can make fun of the four Super Bowl losses, all that. The Buffalo Bills are still my team no matter what. No matter how sad we get, I always have to cheer them. Uh, for basketball, that's tough. I usually float between several teams, and I usually go with my favorite player. Uh, I'll say this. The Clippers are definitely one of them because that was the old Buffalo Braves team, for those who don't know. But my actual favorite team, because I had my favorite player, is the Minnesota Timberwolves because oh. of Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett is my favorite basketball player of the last era. I would say Jordan and Garnett's probably right underneath him. Uh, no, KG no. talked crazy shit, too, just like Jordan. So it's all no, good I love, to me. I love KG. Uh, wow. No, uh, no love for Kobe, huh? No, I, I listen, dude. I love I I grew up hating Kobe. Derek will tell you because we were we went to like elementary school together. I hated Kobe and Shaq when I was a kid. I respected their game though. Like I knew how good they were. I was just like, damn man, can we have another team like who can at least compete with this? Like, oh man. I think if they would have stayed together, they could have uh they could have broke the record for the chips and they just would have kept it together. But yeah, I think so too. I'm just I'm just busting your balls, man. I, I love I love uh, Kevin oh. Garnett too. He was one of my favorite players. No, all good. In baseball, uh, I am a Yankees fan, and if you want to know my backup team, it's the White Sox, Chicago. So uh, let's see here. LPH is good, says uh, he liked the GameCube era of games. What's going on, LPH? Good to have you in yeah. here. Oh, nice yeah, up, title. Yeah, you know, those those GameCube games, the ones – well, the ones – you know, the Day of Reckoning are the ones that I'm, I refer to. Um, those are really underrated. And and I thought about adding them to my list of top five because I really do enjoy them a lot, but uh, they didn't crack it. But they're they're up there for sure. They don't get it. Yeah, those day of reckoning games they don't get uh spoken about enough. I think. Okay, I see more people posted questions. Wait, please, please, please. I promise you, I'm not trying to dish y'all. I got to get to the ones in here. And yesterday was Brian's birthday, if you didn't know. So wish him a happy birthday. I'll put those up across the screen. Derek, stop writing Cody Bellinger in the uh, chat. Um, <laughs> if you want, uh, Brian, I will let you pick. Do you want to do the Facebook questions first or the Twitter questions? Uh, do Facebook. There we go. See, birthday boy gets the choice here. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. So as I'm pulling this up, and Cactus, if your questions are in there, because I know I took you took a picture of your questions because you lost a bunch of them that you had. Uh, we will go back into it and get it. All right. Let us start with Mr. Flood. Flood is in here. So while these are popping up, we'll let Brian get his birthday love in here. Mr. Floodwater uh, showing him some love. Thank Broke you, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, PR. Thank you. PR, I saw you wrote that the Bills suck, too. I wasn't going to put that up on here. So <laughs> don't ever. You like the Dolphins, bro. 
<laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Floodwater asks, why did WWE games never release updates to update the content in the game? For example, if a superstar's gimmick changed or they got a new theme song, etc., like FIFA, do- FIFA does with squads. Excuse me. Yeah, why? We probably... Not the best answer, because honestly, I mean, I... I really don't know, but I would hazard a guess as to say it was just we didn't have the bandwidth there to, to, to do that. Um, we ran a pretty – we were a small team in uh, THQ. And, you know, I guess, you know, assets are easier to implement into the game, like, you know, uh, tr- you know, entrance music and all that. But in terms of getting that is easy, getting that, that those assets from WWE is, is easy. But it's, it's like the delivery method that we had in place to make that quickly available to the fans was something that we just we didn't have a pipeline for that and uh i think that was more that had more to do with it than anything else and in terms of like gimmick changes anything that required you know a a new model to be created whether that's a a new model or just slight uh, adjustments or however many adjustments to the look of a certain superstar like those things take a lot of time or they did you know back then the way we were doing things so it just wasn't really a, a feasible way for us to uh stay that current with, with, you know, the product on television, if changes like that occurred. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But it is something, again, you know, going back, it's, it's one of those things. Like it's one of several things that I've noted that for moving forward in whatever, you know, project we do, you know, being able to look at these things that we weren't able to do then and then making sure that, you know, they become a possibility and a reality for, the, for the, our next project. There you go, Flood. That's your answer for as far as that one goes. Malik. Malik says, what was the reason that WWE stopped using songs for soundtracks, and why did they take the feature out where you could skip the song playing on the game to the next song? Yeah, you know, all right, so is this the same Malik that we know? Yes. Uh, yes. What up, Malik? What up? Um, I'm glad you like that functionality of being able to skip the songs, because that was an idea that I, I, uh, I implemented. And, and honestly, it's one of those things where <laughs> unless you stay on top of every little thing, at least this is how it was back then. Uh, and it, it was it was actually kind of aggravating. But like unless you stayed on top of everything that was in one year's game, it wasn't always a guarantee that it was going to be carried over into the next. I mean, it, like on the on the face of it, you would think, well, if it's in this and we're basically just building upon what we had. It's just, yeah, of course it was in. 11 it should be in 12 um and a lot of times that was the case but like for a functionality like this with the ability to skip the tracks it was it just it went unnoticed by myself and anybody else but i guarantee you that had i you know just made mention of the fact that hey hey, what happened to the you know the ability to skip the the, the music tracks they would have re-implemented it but it's like everybody's got their heads in the sand doing all their different uh areas of the game it just slipped through the cracks um but yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but that's really that's the end of it. And as far as like why we got rid of the licensed music, uh, it was this occurred during that time where you know TSQ was basically going bank slowly, you know, going bankrupt. And so by the time we get to, I think it was was it thirteen where we abandoned those tracks altogether, or maybe it was fourteen, where we just started to basically use the entrance themes, the superstar entrance music in the background. Because they were assets that we already had in the game, and it might have been eleven, actually. Yeah, 
Yeah, that early, huh? I remember that Luke Gallows. That's what it, I can just hear it still. That do do do. I'm yeah. like, oh god, stop! But I think in eleven we still. You're right. Uh, but in eleven we still had a mix. It was mostly the the superstar things, but we did have a couple of licensed tracks. But then oh, yeah, maybe, by yeah, no, maybe you guys did, and then I think thirteen, the one with Punk, I think was the one where you guys went full blown. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah, and it was because it was just a cost saving thing. Because by fourteen, you know, as we all know, THQ was out of business. <laughs> The writing was on the wall, folks. It was and we on knew. the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I love people. Oh, original Biggie just wrote it was Cody Rhodes' theme for me in 2011, bro. Yeah, that was another one. Wow. You're like, oh, my God. Skip, <laughs> skip, skip, skip. Uh, but you know what? Now now we look back at it, we kind of probably missed those. I, I, I grown fond of Luke Gallows' old theme back in the day now. <laughs> yeah. And, well, yeah, you know, booting those games up and playing them again. It was like, oh, man, I forgot, I forgot about this song. You know, especially Drew McIntyre. I love Drew McIntyre's uh, that original interest that he had. That was dope. That was a banger. Yeah, Malik used to uh, do like trivia's on his channel, and he had one with like music. Once he would send you the music, and you had to listen to it to guess the songs. And I was just like, bro, I could not remember half of them, <laughs> like because they were just like small people that you would never remember had them. So good though. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good game. I like to participate in that. Yeah, yeah. You heard it, Malik. Get yeah. the man on. Uh, Derek comes in with a question. Derek yep. says, what would be your dream crossover match between AEW and WWE? Oh, man. Damn, that's a good one. That's you get one, one match. All right. It would, um, damn. Okay. Okay. I mean, cause I got a lot. I mean, I, I really, you know, I don't watch WWE much anymore but their talent they've got so much fucking talent over there uh okay ricochet versus uh oh no 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 i was gonna say omega that'd be a great one but ricochet no no i've seen them actually at pwg i'll say i'll say i'll say ricochet and uh kenny omega mm. uh i think that'd be a good one i was i was gonna say phoenix but i've actually i mean they've actually wrestled in pwg and stuff but they might have did Lucha Underground too. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but I don't think that Ricochet and Omega had ever uh, been in any kind of match with each other. So, I'll, I'll take it. That. That's a dream. That's a video game matchup waiting to happen. If uh, anybody got the chance to create it. Oh no, 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 no! no. I, I take it back. I take it back. I love Ricochet. I still want to see that match. Buddy Murphy versus Kenny Omega. Mm, Battle of the V Triggers. Battle of the V Triggers. There we go. I love Buddy Murphy. So yeah, okay. I'm gonna stick with that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Buddy Murphy fan, too. I loved him when he was uh, the NXT Tag Team Champions, bro. I was like, yo, this dude's really good. I'm telling you. I heard yeah. about him a long time before. I think it was on Solid Monsters podcast. Someone said in a thing, and they were like, you need to watch this guy, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, let me look this dude up. And then eventually I saw him, and I'm like, yo, that's the dude the kid was talking about from uh, Australia. Really, really good, man. Yeah, I think uh, it was so Jay Silva really, was his old name. Yes. Um. I'm trying to think for myself here, Derek, honestly, I'm going to go different route. I will say that I would like to see kind of a, a match with the elite versus the undisputed era. I think that a nice four on four matchup, whoever Kenny and the bucks want to pick up, it could be Cody. It could be whoever versus uh, the undisputed era. I think that would be a brawl and that'd be one that I'd like to see personally. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a really good one. All right, Cactus, I got your questions, bro. So I'm going to have to uh, – these are in picture form because thank goodness he took a picture of them before he lost all of them. Um, he put in, 
how or how do or did you determine which modes were a priority? Because it seems like in some games or some modes you could tell were shown love in some years and others were just copy and pasted and dialed in. Um, that happened at the start of production, the pre-production, where we hammer out. And it, and it usually came, uh, at, you know, through our boss, who was Corey. Um, but at, and during pre-production is when we basically we figure out two things. Well, more than two things, but the, the top two things are, okay, what's, what are the new features? What are the new modes? And then that's like priority AAA. And then beyond that, it's like, okay, and then what are we going to do to improve existing features and things that we have in the game? And beyond that, it's either just simple you know, kind of uh, bug fixes or kind of just maintenance pretty much for everything else. Um, but that's that's typically how those things are decided. And, you know, usually, you know, Corey makes the final decision, but, you know, he would have myself and the other designers, you know, we'd have a meeting to kind of hammer out and figure out, okay, yeah, essentially what's going to get the love and what isn't, you know, because you can't touch everything, which is a sad part of, you know, the business, especially when you're doing something on an annual, you know, basis. But that's just kind of, what has to happen, you know, some, some things, yeah, just don't get that tender love and care sometimes. Outside uh, of your making sure it still works. Yeah, right. Um, Cactus comes in. I'm, I'm just going to go through all of his right now. He okay. says, uh, as far as we've come with gaming technology, why is it that some franchises are constantly updating uh, the firmware, but with this franchise, we always had to wait for update until next year. Uh, I know that we have great extensive creative something options, but if Cena and Ziggler get a new shirt, we have to wait till next year. So this is similar to what Flood was asking, uh, yeah. basically saying I, I, he's basically asking why wasn't that put in, and it seems like was community creations put in so that that could happen still. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah, the pipeline. We just didn't have a pipeline in place to make those those updates readily available. And yes, a large part of what we did to beef up our uh, the create modes was to implement all these various tools. And you know, first it was a paint tool, and then being able to you know upload. And download images yourself and apply them to your models. It's just a way for us to say, look, you know, this is something we hear you. I know you guys want this. We'll give you the next best thing. You know, if Cena does change his shirt, you know, hey, grab the logo, you know, uh, download it into the game and you know, put it on, you know, your uh, the model. Uh, but yeah, that's that was it. Man, yeah, that that was uh wild stuff though. Man, remember using the paint tool? Like, damn, man. <laughs> Some rough stuff back in the day. People drawing that stuff. I know, I know. It, man, I was so terrible with that shit. But it was amazing the, the the things that people were able to create with it. You know. Yeah, yeah. There were some really good people. Uh, Cactus goes into modding next. He says, "Why does it seem like the modders on PC made the game better by hacking it?" As a console owner, uh, what they did could make my jaw drop. Why not reach out to them and put them on as interns or higher ons to help improve the game? I've always wondered that too because that's one of the things I love about the NBA 2K series. Shout out to my man the Czar. Uh, Czar was a YouTuber, and I remember he would always talk about how plays worked in the game. And he would say, you know, if you call the Statue of Liberty, I'm just making up a name for a play. Yeah. Uh, this is what should happen, and it doesn't happen in the game. Czar ends up getting hired by 2K, and now their plays are in the game. And I'm like, dude, that's a really good pickup that they hired this dude. And he played college ball. He knew they hired Scott OG. He played basketball in Europe. Like, these were good moves. And I always wonder why we never did that for the wrestling games. There's so many creators out there that I think could really uh, help out with the product, and they're passionate about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, as far as why that never happened with us, I mean, 
I'm sure there's a variety of reasons. Probably the biggest is that, you know, it's not like we were in a position, uh, and again, like during the THQ years, we were never really in a position where it's like we could just hire, you know, like all these, you know, whoever, like to beef up the staff, whether it was, you know, brand new hires to the company or even contractors, like our headcount um, was limited, you know, and that goes back to the budgeting of, the, of each project, you know, uh, you know, once you once you're at a certain headcount, you know, that's it. Like these are the people that you have, you know, it's it's not like we had that freedom at the time to just say, hey, you know, this guy, you know, he's, he's doing really good stuff. Let's bring him on, you know, whether full time, like I said, in a, in a contract basis. Um, so that's I'm sure that that's one reason of it. Um, another is that, you know, back then, I just don't really think that, you know, Corey and honestly, the design team were, just, were really checking the community like that. I think that because the community really is at least the online community, like with Twitter and Facebook and all that really kind of they just amassed and gained so much more of a voice throughout the years, you know, that the game was being developed. Um, and by 14, you know, like I said, you know, the company was kaput, THQ. Um, so I'm sure we, we probably would have gotten to a point where that could happen. Um, and I know for us, that's something that I have people reach out to me quite a bit um, to see, hey, you know, this is, you know, I do this and send me, you know, resumes and everything to try to get put on. And I respect it because like these guys, they, like these content creators are fucking fantastic and they're creative and, you know, I know for me, I mean, I can't promise anything, but it's like one of those things where it's like when I see talent, I notice it. And if there is something that I can do, you know, move like with our project moving forward to kind of bring in these creative people to help the project, I'm going to do it, you know, because there is a ton of talent out there. I respect it. And I think during that time, too, a lot of us who know more about video games now, I think I learned a lot during that time period, too, from uh, you working on the games, because people like you spoke up a little bit more about, hey, this is why we couldn't put in. Uh, create an arena this year but next year we should be able to uh, get it in because we have more time than to work on it so i learned a lot during that time period so it's not just as simple as like oh we bring people on and we we also had stuff to learn about uh how the gaming industry works there's some more stuff besides that uh let's see here cactus number four question was uh why was it that we would see certain uh we could play certain match types and cut scenes but uh and showcase, but never get to play them. I think that goes back to the 2K15 casket match, yeah. which we have answered before on the past ones, but I will, uh, I'll let you uh, answer that in quick form again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it quick, because we did, uh, we, we got this question during the episode where we covered 15, but the long story, the long of it is, or the short of it is, is that, because uh, as a designer for showcase, like I, I did design a full match for a casket match, um, and I wanted to have match designs so and have that available in exhibition and then in that way we can have it outside of showcase and use it in showcase but we did not have the uh the time or the budget to uh to, to dedicate towards the creation of that match type and so we had to settle for the qte and that's that's just what it is for that um who was in charge of hiring community managers? Cause he said that he feels that was a very important position for the fan base. And like I said, I will go on record and say this, that I thought Marcus was the best when it came to interacting with the community. And I think right behind him was Aubrey. Aubrey yeah. did a really good job. I know he gets a lot of flack for some of the bad things that happened towards the end. And I know Aubrey always thought we picked on him in the community and like him. Aubrey, we loved you, bro. It wasn't everybody. Don't, don't listen to the trolls. It's, it's not, it's their fault. Yeah. You better leave the, my homeboy. You better leave my homeboy alone. 
Yeah, dude. I, I thought that the community manager role was really good, though. Like, you guys were one of the first people to kind of bring it back. Like, we saw it for, like, Madden and stuff for a little bit, then it went away. You guys kind of brought it in, and it was like, man, we need this for all games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a really great community managers. You know, you mentioned Marcus, Aubrey, of course, and then Tank. Um, oh, let me get these two. Uh, happy birthday, Marcus. I know it was your birthday yesterday, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Marcus Stevens. Happy birthday. That's my birthday, brother. Um. Uh, the marketing uh, department, they're the ones who are responsible for hiring community managers. Um, that wasn't anything that the uh, the designers, product development that we're involved in, that was a marketing thing. Mm. Definite, definite good one. Marketing's, marketing's got a lot of power. You know, anybody out there who's young and thinking about what to do for, the, for, for, uh, for a career, uh, marketing's not a bad way to go. They get paid the most. <laughs> I often heard marketing as the reason for a lot of things in the game. Marketing. <laughs> they have a lot of power. They have a lot of power. Holla at your boy, Big Daddy Kush. Uh, you know where to find me. Check the uh, <laughs> links in below. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, why is the WWE franchise not given the same respect as GTR NBA? Uh, he said he feels like we have the same fan base. Uh, what reason do you feel like WWE games? Do you feel like they got the respect they deserved or no? Um, the res or as far as like the respect from like the uh, executives of like THQ and TK. I, th I think you should say from ups. gamers as far as because he he compared it to GTA and NBA. Do you feel like it was like a big? I mean, it's a triple A title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, look. I think you know, wrestling. It's 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 polarizing to a lot of people. You know what I mean? So I mean, you know. There are people like us that are, you know, yourself, me, people in this chat who are listening to me drone on that love this fucking thing called pro wrestling, you know, like love it. But then you've got others who, you know, just dismiss it like that. That's that stand up comic a couple of days ago talking about how people who uh, enjoy wrestling are, are retarded and shit like that. You know, like, don't they know it's fake? It's like, yeah, dumbass. Don't you know that Game of Thrones is fake? Um, so there's always going to be some segment that just won't give pro wrestling the respect it deserves. But I think the people by and large that I uh worked alongside at TSQ and 2K, you know, from the higher ups to, you know, people in marketing, all the various departments, they respected the hell out of it. Um everybody, you know, on the creative team respected pro wrestling and we put our all into it. I mean, I I don't I don't look if, I don't I don't really give too much any kind of thought or consideration to people who don't who aren't into it. If you're not into it, that's fine. Like I don't even try to convince people. It's like that's cool, you know? I don't like uh cricket. But, you know, it's, that's fine. You do. Rock it out. Um, I, 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 I'll give Cricket a try. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't dismiss anything because I'm like, there's a reason yeah. some people like this. Uh, as far as wrestling goes, I, I actually responded to uh, Tom Saravino. No, I'm not lying, guys. I swear to God. Everyone was like, you don't know who he is. He's a comedian. And I was like, dude, I really don't know who this dude is talking crap about pro wrestling. And I was so confused because I saw a, a video afterwards of like him apologizing. So I was so confused by all that. But I did put up a picture of uh, my man, Dr. D. David Schultz, that's my new, <laughs> that's my man now. And I put up when you need a hero, and it was a picture of him with, looking like a bounty hunter with his phone yeah. up there with the curly hair. Man, that thing got mad likes. I was like, yeah, you, you made the wrestling community pretty mad. But I, I say the same thing you do, Brian. Anytime I'm the last person someone wants to say, like, oh, you watch fake wrestling? Bro, I'm the last dude you ever want to be around. I'm like, what's your favorite show? Oh, it doesn't matter, bro. And I'm like, no, what's your favorite show? Because I'll argue all day with people. And then uh, yeah. I'm like, Walking Dead, I'm like, oh, you've seen zombies walking around recently. 
No. What, what, what do you? I mean, it's a show. It's a show. So is wrestling. It's so it's so it's so so silly. Like, I don't even like even when I saw that video of that comic. Like I know a lot of people were upset at him. I could give a fuck about his opinion on something that I like. <laughs> and he came across as like obviously just being. He just showed his ignorance on the subject. You know what I mean? So I just oh, laugh yeah. it off. I'm like, all right, you, the, you ain't got to like what I like. And the chick next to him, too. Yo, I watched Road Rules Real World when it was good. Uh, I don't remember you being on any of those. So I'm downplaying you, too, because you tried to double play both sides a little bit. Like, I went to see The Undertaker with someone. Ah, shut up. Get out of here. Yeah. Wait, to she's, from, she's, from, she's from the real world? I think it was someone said it was real world road rules challenge or something. I'm like, dude, oh. nobody watches that anymore. Is it? Is it that was Ruthie? <laughs> is, is it real world Hawaii? Like, that's, <laughs> if not, get to the bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, last question from Cactus. He said, "How does the roster picking process work? Uh, why are some of these rosters better than others for the video games?" And I think you answered that once before too. But I'll let yeah. you give another quick answer for it. Uh, so the roster is determined ultimately by WWE, but before it gets to WWE, um, you know, back in the day it was Corey. And so basically Corey would put the first roster together and then he sent it to me, get my feedback. Occasionally he'd ask for maybe like Dan or somebody else on the team, but it was usually, you know, me and him. And, you know, we would basically we did it in stages. So we would get the roster, like a prelim roster started around like the end of December, beginning of January. Uh keep that around for a while, you know, kind of see if anybody's released, if anybody is added, you know, kind of keep it kind of fluid. And uh, once we kind of feel we're at a point and yes, typically it is around the WrestleMania time is when by that, by that point in time, our roster should have been already like sealed and locked down. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, once we, once, once me and Corey, like kind of decide who we need, whether for the game itself, you also have to consider like, who do we need for, Road to WrestleMania, who do we need for like Attitude Era mode, Showcase, that all impacts and affects uh, who ends up on the game roster as well, mostly from the current roster, um, which is why there'll be some games where you have, you know, you don't have some of the lower card or mid card guys that are actively competing versus having all these other uh, ancillary characters and wrestlers and stuff. Um, and after that, you know, it ultimately is sent to the WWE and they're the ones that review it and they will tell us if it's good as is, or if we need to remove somebody, which has been the case sometimes, or if we need to include somebody, which has been the case most times, because that is a very nice paycheck to be a part of the game. And there was some politics involved uh, on the WWE side of things, as far as making sure that certain wrestlers, you know, uh, got their, got their cash. Exactly. Uh, and a lot of people miss those THQ paychecks still, by the way. Yeah. Um, Brian, we, we've got to clear up some confusion in the chat. Now, if you want to say this or whatnot, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, thank you to everybody who took a dump on that comedian and nobody even really mentioned his name. That's great that nobody knows who he is. Uh, <laughs> Truly the Ace asks, Brian, if you have a chance to make an AEW video game, would you do it? But hold on. I want to put that in perspective because Cameron comes in. And responds back to him and says, I don't think Brian can make an AEW video game because he's with Ukes and Ukes still have the WWE license. So, Brian, I don't know if you want to clear that up for some people. Yeah, uh, Ukes is a development studio. Um, as the developer, we don't hold any license. Um, the publisher, they hold the license. During the THQ years, it was THQ held the WWE license and then they 
we, because I was part of THQ back then, they then, you know, we contract uh, Ukes to then come in and develop said game. And that was the situation at THQ. That was the situation at 2K. Um, the rights always go, in these situations, the licensing rights always go to the publisher um, over the developer. So, no, uh, we do not have the WWE license. That's just how it works. I mean, it's not like... I mean, it's any situation like we're it's a uh, we're contracted to do their game for them. So it's like they have it. They need us to make it. And it's like, OK, here you go. It's not the other way around. Gotcha. Gotcha, brother. So they are they can work with who they want to work with is what I'm going to leave that at. Right. Uh, let's see here. Malik came back in and said wrestling is an art. Uh, people who aren't understand. Oh, oh, one sec, one sec, one sec, one sec. Uh, I got to answer the other question. Right. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. We, uh, I, what was I it? That was a two-parter. It was it like would I want to make an AEW game? Yes. Is that, yeah. I mean, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Shit. I man, I'd be. Yes, I, I very much would like to make an AEW game. I mean, that's an easy question to answer. I love that show. I love that talent. Uh, yeah, and the fact that they're new, and I don't know, they're just AEW is just very exciting right now, and the prospect of. Being able to work to, to, to do that would be amazing. So, yeah. that's. If, uh, if y'all want to clip that and send it to, uh, I think, what is it, at Kenny Omega X, you guys can feel free. Send that to uh, Tony Khan, whoever you think has the juice. Uh, let them know, man. And, uh, you know, put me on, too. You know, if you guys need something, I'll help. <laughs> I, need that, I need that money, Tony. I'll come to Jacksonville. Um, let, I'm sorry, Malik. Let me get back to your point here. He said wrestling yeah. is an art. Uh, people who aren't wrestling fans just can't uh, can't never understand what the art of wrestling. Go tell Undertaker or Edge or a few names who have broken their bodies for this. So yeah, the, yeah. those guys will obviously get um, offended by it. And Cameron, you don't have to say my bad. I just wanted to clear it up so you knew, brother. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries at all. No, ain't no bads at all. Yeah, this is just a, a education session, a little bit. That was Let a good get... question. That was a good question that he asked. I'm sure that you know. That's, I'm sure a lot of people were probably confused about how that whole dynamic worked. All right, let's see here. Let's do we want to go to Obi Wan? You know what? I'm gonna break this up though before we get into video games again. Brian, I asked this question to uh another famous podcast. Hopefully they'll answer it this week, but I'm gonna ask it to you too. WrestleMania three ends. Vince McMahon comes up to you and he says, I need you to do a money in the bank ladder match after WrestleMania three, so you know the endings of everything. It's on probably right now. Hogan dropping that leg drop when he lifted Andre seven feet in the air, brother, with the body slam. Uh, who would you put in a Money in the Bank ladder match, and who would win? You get six people. From 1987? Mm-hmm. Damn, dude, that was... <laughs> that's, uh, okay, this is... You got me off guard with this one. Um, damn, okay, well, give me some names, because... So who was around in 87? Uh, so you had... Can I use people that were on WrestleMania 3, the event yes, itself? Yes. Or, Absolutely. Okay. My, my only thing is Hogan. You can't use Hogan. Okay, okay. Well, then, obviously, okay. Uh, Randy Savage is an obvious pick. Uh, Steamboat is another obvious pick. I throw in... Uh, King Kong Bundy was on this WrestleMania, wasn't he? He, that was, he, he like, wrestled yeah. the, uh, the little people? Yes. Uh, put my boy Bundy in there. Uh, let's see... The crazy part is I think that's the one moment my mom remembers from the WrestleMania. Like Everyone's like, yeah, remember the match with Steamboat and Savage? My mom's like, remember when King Kong Bundy squashed that dude? And I'm like, mom, <laughs> no one. This is not the moment people remember. But it I is. Remember. That's my dude. I remember. King Kong was my man. 
Uh, so we got three. Uh, shit. Who else was on that card? Um, was who, who else was that? JYD, Harley Race. You had Piper, Adrian Adonis, uh, Heart Foundation. You, you had you had a lot of teams back then. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I thought Piper was on there. I put Piper in there. Uh, four, and then Bret Hart. Uh, put him in there. And I was like Harley Race. I ain't put Harley Race in the ladder match. <laughs> uh, I throw, I throw in, I throw in Nightheart too. So the heart, yeah, the uh, the Heart Foundation. Heart Foundation. Yeah. Who, who comes out the winner? Roddy Piper. All right, all right. I'm not mad because at no, because nobody would see it coming. You know, I know him in that match. I, I was thinking uh, Bundy, but it's like no, nah, because. Because Piper, he was just that, you know, he was that kind of conniving. Like, he he wrestled uh, smart. Like, he knew he wasn't the athlete of a lot of those guys, but he wasn't no dummy. You know what I mean? So I'm sure he let them kill themselves and just uh, take the opportunity when it presented itself and get and climb up that ladder and get that briefcase. And he'll shit talk with the best of them, too. Exactly. Imagine the promo afterwards. Uh, yeah. And during. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Let's get to OB1 here. Obi-Wan, I won't put the government name out there because I see it's on Facebook. But he says, questions for Brian for the Q&A. Uh, Obi-Wan comes in his first one. How much involvement did you have with the WWE 2K influencers? So those are the YouTube cats who uh, yeah. you get, like, the, the early stuff. I mean, not not a whole lot during my time. I mean, we definitely – we held events during THQ. Um, we didn't hold them all that often. But I guess – I mean, maybe we did. But we definitely would have events set up just for those influencers. Like we'd fly people out and we basically like kind of set up um, like not, not really a focus group, but a similar situation where we have consoles set up for the guys and just kind of give them either the full access to the game or certain parts of the game and kind of just have them play it for X amount of hours. And then at the end of it, myself, Corey, the rest of the designers would go and we just hear their feedback that they would give to us. Um, I remember the last one that I was a part of was during the development for 2K15. Um, but yeah, that that yeah, that happened. I mean, it were, they were kind of stressful events to be honest, at least for me, because <laughs> you just never know. I mean, you're you're showing people your hard work, and of course, you want people to like it. But uh, at the same time, you know, you're there to get you know constructive feedback, and sometimes we would, and sometimes you know, I think a lot of the guys were just happy to just take a trip to, to Cali to participate to play the game, one of these things, play the game, which is fine. Hey, you know, I'd probably do the same thing, but uh, yeah, we had, we did a couple of those. Um, I actually met, I met some, some, some good, some good friends. Uh, Matt black was a guy that I still keep in contact with. He, I remember probably seeing him and Regan, but even, yeah, probably more Mike Regan from uh, what was that? It was uh, a gaming, gaming ring. Gaming ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was on there. Yeah, I remember Animals 07. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we definitely did. Like, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I guess we did do at least I, one every year. Honestly, bro, I'm going to be honest. Th- those are the things I look forward to the most when they would interview you guys. That's when I would get the most knowledge. Like, okay, this is happening. This definitely yeah. isn't happening. This could happen. And you were my favorite because you you would just be the dead giveaway. Like, ask them. Ask them that question. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy doing those interviews way more than uh, – the ones with the actual press because, and I think I mentioned this before, but it's like when you're talking with the press, I mean, you, you never know if 
they were just given that assignment. They could give two fucks about wrestling. They were just like, hey, you go, got to go cover this event, ask some questions. You never really know if they're a fan of the franchise, fan of wrestling. So you never knew what kind of questions you would get. Sometimes they'd just be very fluffy questions like, oh, so what's what's new for Deadford for this game versus last? You know, just very basic kind of generic questions. But talking to the uh, the influencers and people from the community, they would, I mean, it's almost like, you know, like right now, like they get into the nitty gritty of shit. And those were the kind of questions that I enjoyed answering the most, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I would. I used to always want to try and get Matt on. I know we had a, a conflict of schedules, so if anyone ever talks to Matt, tell him I'd love to have him on still just to uh, get his thoughts on the games and stuff when they get ready to come out. Uh, let us get into his next question. He said, how much influence did they have on the games? I mean, you, uh, you brought it up. Like, Could they, could they really impact a next year's game upon the uh, feedback you would get? Um... Let me see. I mean, and I, I don't I say this not to be I'm not trying to disparage anybody, obviously, because that's not that's not what I'm about. But I honestly, I don't remember there being anything that we heard from them. That was something that we internally hadn't already either had discussions about or kind of wanted to go in the, the same direction. Um. So they're, they're, I don't, I, nothing really sticks out as like, oh, because of this community event, we went this way instead of our original plans to go that way. Um, most, of, most of the time the events were used for, because honestly, and here's the thing too, is that it also had to do with you know, when they showed up. You know, it's one thing to have them show up and you know, at the very kind of like start of development where we've got our first couple of you know, fresh builds, you know, um, and maybe they're just playing a small segment of what's new or whatever. It's not the finished product. Probably bringing them out then would have been more impactful than the time that we did bring them out. Because by the time that we would bring them out, the game was damn near done. You know, it was in QA. If there was some great feedback or idea that, you know, we all were like, oh, we didn't think of that. Or, man, this is really good. We got to get this in here. You know, depending on the scope of it, it was usually too late to do it anyway. You know, but it'd be a thing that we take note of. For maybe the next year's game. Um, so usually when we had the events, it was more for tuning feedback. Does the game, is it, you know, what's the pacing like? You know, basically to get feedback on things that we can kind of uh, quickly and easily make adjustments to before the game is submitted to uh, Sony and Microsoft. Understandable. And uh, Obi-Wan basically continues on this with his next two questions. Yeah. Uh, he, he was like, what was the process of bringing in the influencers? Is it based on subscribers, personality? Was it marketing? I mean, how, how were these people picked out? Uh, they were picked out by, by the marketing department, the guys on the WWE marketing team, um, the community manager, if we had one at the time, um, you know, obviously they went to him to get, uh, whether it was Tank or Aubrey or whoever, uh, they went to them to get information on who they should probably bring out. It was never done through us. Like we, Corey, myself, no one on the, the PD team, product development, we never had any say about who was going to be brought in. Uh, we were just told when the event was happening and who was going to be arriving um, the day of. So that wasn't anything that we did ourselves. Okay. But, and- I would have, but I'd have to imagine, I'm sure they looked at, yeah, you know, subscriber numbers and like how uh, how active is this person's, you know, whether it's- How, how wild some people are too with the uh, comments too on 
Yeah. If you want to come out to an event, you can't say F2K in their game and be like, hey, y'all, I'm here. What's yeah. going on? Where's the stub trace? Yeah, yeah. That was never going to happen. Like, they, they they, definitely do their vetting of who they bring out. You know, you're not going to. And yeah, and we never had a problem with anybody coming out kind of being abrasive like that at all. Everybody that we brought out were super cool. Uh, and like I said, they were they were happy to be there, happy to to have a uh, that the platform to kind of give their opinions and everything. Right. And his last one was, uh, did you ever consider having a WWE 2K day uh, for not only the influencers, but people who have smaller channels, uh, know what they are talking about coming in maybe to uh, play the games? Um, would you would you have somebody who has a smaller channel that is very knowledgeable about the game ever come in? Or was it just like, ah, if you if you don't have that reach? Uh, I think if there was see now, now here's the thing. So I've actually gotten to know and I follow a lot of these uh, YouTube uh, influencers or channels and everything. Like it's funny that now that I've been with Ukes, I've kind of gotten more uh, in the know of who a lot of these uh, these guys are because um, I watch their content. Um, so the only thing I can say is that moving forward, like if we if let's say if I were to if I were to be a part of one uh, in the future and you know, I'd ask. I just asked marketing because I mean, they it's not like marketing just wants to do it all themselves. Like if Corey or myself would have went to them and said, hey, like, who are you who are you thinking of bringing out for this event? You know, we'd have a discussion. They tell us. And if there was somebody that I wanted to have there that wasn't on any kind of list. But like you said, maybe didn't have as far of a reach, but their content and their analysis and their uh, the way they presented their feedback and their information. It was such that, hey, this guy or this girl, this gal, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's like we need to bring this person out. You know, uh, I think it's good to have a mix. I think it's 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 to just chase after you know the subscriber counts and all that. You know, you're. I don't know. It, it's yeah, yeah. They can have a whole bunch of subscribers. It doesn't mean that their content is better than this other guy who maybe only has half. You know. Mm -hmm. and, and I and I think it set them up for failure. If I can say this about two K, and it's nothing bad about any of the people. I I basically follow all the main people who get invited out to give their feedback every year. The issue, I think, is that you give them all the content beforehand and they come out and they release massive amounts of videos before the content comes out. Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, you just crushed everybody who's smaller, who's on the come up. So what are they supposed to do now? The only content they can make that's going to get views will be bashing 2K, finding something in the game that they miss possibly. Like you're, you're not going to get anything. And I'm like, you're, you're killing the little guys, too, while you're doing that at the same time. I understand why they give them something like, hey, you came out here, record this if you want. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, to me, I think the more important thing would be to give the feedback instead of recording all that stuff and then just talking about it. But I'm an audio guy. I don't need the visuals and all that stuff for it. Yeah. No, you make you make good points. I mean, I think that's that's true too. I mean, I, I was always surprised, like just how because I, I yeah I remember specifically the last one that I I did with 2K uh, for 2K15 and how it was like as soon as that embargo was lifted, which was maybe like a couple of days or a week after their visit. I mean, it was just. Like my my YouTube uh, recommendation of it just flooded with all this shit. I'm like, damn. I'm like, y'all. I was I was actually surprised that marketing would allow that much content of the game to just be put out there like that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Keep keep something in that. Once it once it's out, you can't put it back in. So yeah. yeah. I don't know. That maybe that's some words of wisdom for whatever next title you work on. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Brian, let's get to sick. My man, sick won't put his government name out there either. Sick right, comes in with a bunch of questions. These are probably gonna be some fast, quick hitters, though. Okay. First question: If you could live your life as one movie character, who would it be? <laughs> as one movie character, 
Oh man. Shit. Uh uh I'm trying to be quick. Uh like a like, like fictional movie character, right? It could be anything. It could be Shrek. It don't matter to me. You pick whoever you want. You just said a movie character. Miles Morales. Okay. All right. Uh shout out to my nephew, Knowledge. He would he would appreciate you for that. Um I'm gonna go with Alonzo Harris, Denzel in Training Day. Oh, <laughs> I'm from uh, oh you go going heel on us, Conrad. Absolutely. You gotta sometimes, especially when people talk about uh the the uh Buffalo Bills. Cactus, I know you know sick. <laughs> he's part of, of XGW too. Um two, he says waffles or pancakes. Waffles. Mm, you're like my wife. I, I, I frankly don't care. Um, I like them both, but I'd rather have waffles and pancakes. I don't. I don't care either. I uh, too much syrup. I'm just gonna rip them and dip them. I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that, that's. I'll leave it at that. What albums are you listening to right now? Uh, so, so here's the thing. Like, honestly, like when I'm at the gym or walking to to the store like i listen to podcasts nowadays more than albums but the last album that i listened to before all the gyms got shut down <laughs> and it's an old it's an old album it was uh mastermind rick ross's album i think it came out in 2014. Uh, <laughs> i uh i, I fucking I, I just i just love that album and i mean i i listen to a lot of a lot of stuff but that was the last one that i remember uh playing but uh but yeah no, Ross is a cool dude. I've been listening to, uh, I'm not going to lie, Montezzi's Humble Beginnings. I think that's been uh, a really good album. Uh, I usually mix it up with a bunch of people. Who was I listening to today? I listened to some Logic, uh, Royce the Five Nine. I love Royce, man. Yeah, I love me Royce. too. I, I just mix it up with a bunch of different people. There's times where I want to like hear some lyrical stuff. And then earlier when I was downstairs, I was listening to uh, the Yin Yang Twins, Get Low. Just because I'm a fool, and I was like, man, I had some good times with this song, man. Good times. That beat knocks, though. Shit, I, I like the Yin Yang Twins. I have that album. Exactly. Uh, just, just good times with that. Let's see what else he has here. Uh, two wrestling moves that have been erased from wrestling. Which two do you choose? Uh, DDT, drop kick, elbow drop, or leg drop. So we, so Bro. basically, we get to keep two. The other two are gone from wrestling forever. Okay, keep two, drop two. Say it one more time, please. DDT, drop kick, elbow drop, leg drop. Leg drop is out because fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, um, damn. Oh, man. That was like the, the most obvious one to take away. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I'm keeping the DDT. That's, I mean, I got to have that. Man, drop kick or elbow drop. That's tough, man. I know. I love me a good drop kick. Me too. I, Who best I, drop kick? Well, everybody says that it's Okada. His drop kick is very nice, but I'm not sure if I'd say it's the best. Dude, it's, think, it's Bob Holly or AJ Styles, I think. AJ's drop kick is great. So is Holly's. Uh, I think Ricochet throws a really good drop kick too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm okay. DDT and drop kick, I'm keeping. Elbow drop, leg drop, kick rocks. Yeah, you know what? Because you didn't say top rope elbow drop, so that's what I was going to yeah. do. I'm like, yep, that's out then. Yeah. Uh, same for me. Uh, five, he says, do you think gaming companies will ever be able to release a game like Rumble the Roses in the social climate? <laughs> <laughs> Man. 
Uh, <laughs> honestly, probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I would agree with you on that. Uh, that that man. If I ever saw a kid with their dad like walking up to the blockbuster checkout line with Rumble the Roses, I'm like, he gonna become a man tonight. Yeah, <laughs> oh. open, boy. <laughs> I mean, there were things that we did in the uh, in what was it, SmackDown versus Raw 2006, the Braun panties matches. Like it's it's funny to look back at that and be like, wow, how the hell did we get away with this shit? Oh like, yeah, even some of the cutscenes. My man, 616 Entertainment, bro. Anytime you had to play those matches or whatever, bro, like that was the most embarrassing thing as a wrestling fan. Like <laughs> I, hate, I used to hate trying to explain to somebody like, so what are you doing in this? Like, oh, you got to fill the fulfill your fantasy meter up. Man. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, we can play one in one second when this is done. <laughs> and it'd be like the longest match of your life. Like, God, just stay down. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That was. Yeah, that was crazy. Different times, different times. LPH that Randy Orton threw a good drop kick. I respect it. Yeah, Randy Orton's got a really good drop kick. <laughs> Original Biggie said you spoiled my next Let's Play of Rumble the Roses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That senior uh, drop kick though. Come on, Flood. Come on, Flood. Uh, low altitude drop kick. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is amazing he was able to get up. I guess it's as high as he did. Yeah, shout out to uh, 616 Entertainment. Cactus just wrote broad panty matches over the graveyard match in 2K. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, Malik, I I told the chat that I would get back to their questions. So save whatever questions you guys want. Yeah, 616 Entertainment is an underrated YouTuber. I enjoy his uh, Mortal Kombat series and everything in the history of SmackDown. He did a lot of really good videos. Yeah, um, I think I think I've I've seen some of those some of his videos. Yeah, he's the one with the the Dan Dans and the like he does the big okay, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, I like him. He's good. I definitely have. Um. Oh, see what happens. I just botched and closed uh my thing here. Uh, do do Where are we? Okay, so six said, "What games are you currently playing, and what games are you excited for the release of?" Uh oh. Okay, you actually caught me in a moment where I'm actually playing a new game. Uh, I kind of go on different periods when I'm not playing much. So for my birthday uh, present to myself, I picked up uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Uh, on May the fourth, it was I got it on sale. You know, I never pay full price, bro. For shit. Uh, <laughs> I got that, and I'm playing it right now, and it's really good, man. Like I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, I like it enough, you know, it's fine. You know, uh, grew up with Star Wars and all that. Not a big fan of like these late, you know, these recent movies. But uh, I like The Mandalorian, and I like – I basically think I like everything except for the films at this point. Um, and this game is, is lit, man. It's really good. It's fucking hard as shit. But uh, it's good. I'm digging that a lot. And what was the, what was the second part? Uh, what, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to Virtual Basement's game, if I'm being honest. Like, uh, I am. Like, I'm, looking, I, I'm, int- I'm very interested to see what they, what they do. Um, and – I mean, I didn't want to say oh, I'm looking forward to, you know, my potential project. It's like that's because that's just a given. But outside <laughs> of, you know, what I do. Yeah. Virtual basement. So I'm really, really excited and uh, intrigued by, uh, by what they've got going on. Uh, and for me, for those who care in the chat, it's uh, Streets of Rage 4 is what I've been playing uh, mostly lately. Uh, classic beat em up game. If you've never played Streets of Rage, check it out. Yeah, it's um, and the game I'm looking forward to, I think The Last of Us, too. I'm kind of interested to see where it is. I didn't see spoilers. Don't do that to me. I did a good job avoiding them. I, I work really hard to avoid wrestling spoilers, all that. So 
Um, yeah, I, I want to see what this game's about. So hopefully it's just as good as the first one. I thought the first one was pretty dope. And I didn't play that until years later. Someone gave it to me. They were like, I got a free copy of when you want it. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? We played on the same basketball team. And I was just like, yeah, I'll check it out. And then I was like, yo, this game's amazing. He's like, I knew you'd like it. <laughs> I haven't played it either. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope, actually. Once I got into it, I was like, oh, okay. And I like games yeah. with stories behind it and everything else. No, me too. Me too. Um, Let's see here. Best rapper of all time? Um, Best or favorite? Uh, best. I, oh, shit. I think... Oh, Wait, who's your right. favorite? All right, yeah, let me, let me say that, because I would feel I feel remiss if I... So my favorite of all time is Tupac. Uh. The best, and I and I'm saying this kind of being a, as as objective as I can, kind of taking my fandom out of it, and just looking at it from just kind of very pragmatic way. I think that Jay Z is probably the best uh, of all time. That is my answer as well. Uh, I I can give you my top five, honestly, that I say of all time, and I try to do it as objectively as possible. I go number one is Jay Z, number two is Eminem. Three is Tupac, four is Nas, five is Biggie. And Biggie is probably the one I listen to like the most. Like I love Biggie Smalls, but his body of work is just not as much as Tupac's. Uh, Jay-Z yeah. one of the best businessmen of all time when it comes to hip-hop. He wasn't even supposed to be in that spot. And look at him now. Like I know. I know. And, the, and, and the thing with Jay-Z, just add this a little bit longer, that I really uh, have respect and appreciate about him is that he's allowed himself to age with his music. Um it's kind of rare in hip hop to see somebody start one way and then change and grow and mature. And like where their content is different. You know, uh, you go back to Reasonable Doubt, you listen to that, a young man, you know, uh, trying to get in his, trying to get put up on the grind and everything. And then you go listen to whatever his last album was. I forget the name of it. I have it. I just forget the name of it. And oh, it's like, it either. that's a, that's a different man. You know what I mean? The, the lyrical ability is still there, but like, just the content, everything that he's talking about is just, that's like, that's grown. He's allowed himself to grow and to uh, mature. And I, uh, sometimes a lot of rappers and especially in hip hop, they don't, they don't allow that. They kind of stick to the same, uh, the same formula, you know, and I, and Jay-Z didn't. So props to him. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting some hate. My bad. C Cactus, you're never online, bro. Don't give me that mess, man. You know, we're old as hell now. <laughs> I don't see you on. We get on, we talk in the chat half the time more than anything. <laughs> uh, Malik listed all the games he's looking forward to God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption Detroit Becoming Humans are all really good games for uh, PS4 if you're a PS4 player I see people talk about Spongebob uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated That game is dope man I, th I think I mentioned before I, I tested that game The original mm -hmm. I, love, I love Battle for Bikini Bottom And Cactus updated us uh, yeah. 444 is Daisy's most recent albums Thank you brother, thank you yeah, no. Uh, actually, you know what? Cactus, shout out to you. Sent me that album. Don't let Jay Z know that though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you did you like did you like did you like four four four? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. That showed his maturity. I thought a lot with it. Um, I my favorite Reasonable Doubt's one of my favorite albums by him. I love the original Blueprint. Yeah. Uh, that song just speaks to my soul. I think it just reminds me of like walking. The, uh, what was I in? Probably I had to be in eighth or ninth grade, and it just got me through high school that first year. Cause I almost got into some fights with people over stupid shit about like 
talking shit about my sneakers. I was the new kid in school and they didn't know me. I'm like, bro, I've lived in this like town my whole life. I will jack you up, bro. Like you don't know me. And then it's like, we, I became friends with these people later on, but I was just like, man, let me put my headphones on and keep it moving, bro. Cause I'm not trying to hear it. I don't feel like getting in trouble. It's not worth it. Um, don't test on. Uh, here. Not, little Wayne's not top five. Did you hear the five names I just said, son? I love Little Wayne, but I, I love Little Wayne too. I love Little Wayne too, but not not top five. Not top five. Uh, he he he'd be in my top ten. I think uh, the Carter two is still I one of the most like that's one of my favorite albums of all time. The Carter two is fucking like from beginning to end. I just perfect. Listen, Brian, I gotta try and get you to listen to some Lupe. Cause Sid, Sid gave me the nah. business about that last time. Listen, bro, nah. I'm, te- I'm telling you. Have you ever sat down and really listened to a full album? I tried. Which one did I you tried. try to listen to? And don't tell uh, me lasers. <laughs> what's what's the what's the cover art for lasers? I think I think it might have been it, lasers. It was the all white background with uh, the A that looked like the anarchy symbol. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. So, was do one. you know do you know why I tell you not to listen to that one? He had why nothing to do with that record for the most part. Those were songs that he had recorded, and then his record company like took them and put them on the album. He oh, had, one like, of those. Yo, so listen, him and his record company were like this from the beginning, and everyone was like, he's not going to walk away from that much money. He'll never walk away. And he walked away from that much money. They're like, bro, where are you going? And he just had a session with Joe Buttons uh, the week we were talking about him originally. And he said, like, well, what was the problem? And he was like, they tried to make me go to a show when I was sick. I could have died. And they were like, you need to be here for BET or they're not going to play your video. He was like, bro, you want me to be like the third person on a a BET like summer jam and they're not going to play my videos if I don't show up? Really? Really? (laughs) And he just he told some really crazy stories about the whole thing and how they hired him. And then they sent out uh, an A&R to buy the rights from his music from the original person he got it from. So he had a record company before. They bought all of their like talent and equipment and brought it over to uh, their record company. They, then they would go out and triple dip and buy, okay, you own his music rights? Yeah, I want, I want to buy them from you. And they would pay that person off. Now we own you. We own the beat and we own you. And it's like, yo, you're already getting paid for me and you bought the beat from her. So now you're getting... Yep, royalty wow. from you and that. So it, it, he was crazy, but Lupe wow. really taught me a lot of stuff, bro. Like when I first heard it too, I was like, yo, I don't want to hear this. This dude's a fake Pharrell, like kick push. It ain't for me. Yeah, but, I wasn't, I didn't like kick push. All right, look, I'll, I'll give him a chance. I'll give him a chance. Uh, yeah. I'll start with his first album. Would you recommend that? Food, food and liquor is really good. Okay. And uh, I like food and liquor too. You got to go through specific tracks like Unforgivable Youth, one of my favorite ones, kind of. Uh, I'm getting too super deep, so please don't like put me on no politics or political spectrum wrestling fans. <laughs> like, um, it's there's some really good stuff in there, though. All right, all right. Uh, just because it's you, brother, just because it's you. I'll, I'll okay, I feel like some people are trying to. T- I don't know if you're talking about K Quick, he said K Rhino is probably the best rapper. Oh, K Rhino, he's from uh, from Houston, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. dope as hell, man. You know what? I have never heard of him, so yeah, I might have to check him out. Yeah, he's an independent cat. No, he, and he's got a great voice uh, as well. Like, and I, like when it comes to hip hop, there are two things I check for: it's 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 the voice and it's the lyrics. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things about Lupe. I just I was never a fan of his voice. It was hard for me to get past his voice. Yeah. No, Lu- Lupe's no. Lupe's a really like dude. He's super intelligent. Like when you actually speak to him, I'm like, man, that's a really like dope way to think about things. Like like he changed, dude. Listen, when I used to rap, I used to be one of those fake dudes who would write like, yeah, I went to the club, saw my B, and then he like made me change all of that. Like, dude, I'm like, that's not me. 
that isn't me at all. Yeah. And I was like, I got to stop writing stuff like that. And then like my whole style changed completely from it. Um, let me see here. <laughs> you got to be authentic to yourself, you know. Cactus. Cactus says, I'm not dying for BET, not MTV or VH1. <laughs> uh, Cactus said, Childish Gambino over Lupe all day. Yes, I agree with that. I, I love Childish Gambino, too. I, yeah. I, Childish Gambino, though, he he does too much shit, man. He does too much stuff. I'm like, dude, where's your album coming out? Where's Human Sacrifice? Where's that song? He put out a new album. And I'm like, oh, finally, I'll get to hear the song. And I look for it. I'm like, it's not on there. What is this? Yeah, yeah. I, but I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Childish. And you know, the guy who put me on Childish was uh, Chris Hero. <laughs> nice. Because you know, Chris Hero, he's a big hip hop head. Yeah, dude, he and, loves uh, the Wu Tang. Yeah. Uh, only thing I don't like is that he likes Duke, man. I'm like, come on, bro. Me and Derek yeah. are our rivals. I'm a North Carolina fan, so I'm like, yo, get that out of here, bro. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, no, no one's perfect. I'm not a Duke fan either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry, sick. We you we went down the rabbit hole of uh yeah. rap music. Uh I love rap because I used to do it, so my apologies. Uh let's see here. Number eight, he says, Has there ever been a game that comes out uh that you as a game designer wish you hadn't been part of its development? Doesn't have to be wrestling. That I wish I was a part of its development or was wasn't that? part of. <laughs> like you were like, please take my name off of that. <laughs> But that I was, I actually had nothing to do with. No, like, yeah, but he, he's saying, like, is there a game that you were on that you oh, wish, like, ah, I wish I had nothing to do with that, man? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, no, because even in my, you know, mistakes and failures, you learn something. But of all the games that I've worked, I'd, I'd probably have to say it was uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2008. Uh, <laughs> you know, it'd be, if my name wasn't on that, I wouldn't be uh, upset. Uh, any movie recommendations for people who are stuck at home during the quarantine? Huh, what, what did I just see recently? Um, I can tell you one not to watch. The Boy 2 sucked. Uh, that sucked. first one looked bad. No, the first one was good. The first yeah. one, I thought it was really good. Bro, I wanted to go see that one. I, If I could tell you offline, I'll tell you why I thought it was good if you if you want to hear the spoilers for it. Like it was a really good plot, I thought. This second one, it took it. I thought WWE wrote this. Like they took a dump on the first one. I'm like, dude, what happened, bro? Like, what did you guys do? Oh man, I think it's on HBO. So I maybe I'll give it a I'll give it a watch. Um, the first one, not the, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Don't waste your time. I'm trying to think because I, I watch a lot of TV shows. Like I've been binging Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love that show. I think the last movie I saw was was it Extraction, that Netflix show with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, have you seen that on Netflix? I haven't seen that yet. I'm always behind on Netflix stuff, though. It's dope, dude. It was uh, it was written by one of the Russo brothers, the guys who did uh, Avengers, you know, Infinity War, Endgame, Winter Soldier, and it was directed by the uh, Captain America stunt double. It was it's his first movie. Um, the plot is really shallow. It's basically just Chris Hemsworth trying to rescue this boy from these uh, this drug cartel in India. But the action is fucking amazing. It is some of the best action that I've seen uh, in recent memory. It's worth watching just for the action alone. Man, uh, I'm trying to think if I have a suggestion for anything. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out any of the stuff like the toys that made us or, or the movies that made us, really good stuff. Like to watch the behind the scenes for Ghostbusters, uh, toys that made us. They actually have a wrestling episode of the LJN figures. Uh, Aubrey's, Aubrey's on that episode too. Yeah, 
Power Rangers, I believe they had one for. Uh, I was a Power Ranger kid growing up with the, the toys that flipped their heads. And, bro, when you start looking up the prices of the toys that you once had, your heart will break. Break oh, in man. half. And uh, my man Saban, who uh, came up with the Power Rangers idea, me and Sick were actually talking about this. The dude's a straight-up G. Just watch the episode, and you'll see what I'm talking about. The dude's a G. And I'll think about how out. it plays out in the end. All right, that's, that's a good one. I'll check that one out. Yeah. Uh, Another movie I recommend, not the greatest, I rented it on Google. Uh, this movie called Underwater. I think it came out in January with uh, Christmas. Oh, this sounds like some LL Cool J shit. Uh, <laughs> Under Siege. No, it's, 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 I mean, it's not an original movie. It's basically an alien uh, ripoff. But as far mm. as ripoffs go, I thought they did a pretty good job with it. Uh, that was fun to check out. Um, yeah, chat, I see you guys putting questions that I promise you I will come back to you guys. Uh, Malik just put a suggestion and he said there's a show on Netflix called The Last Kingdom that's really good. Not a movie, but a good Netflix show if you're into Lord of the Rings type stuff. He recommends okay. it. I've never uh, seen the thumbnail for that. You know what? I've only seen one Lord of the Rings movie. It was the second one and it was the worst blind date like someone set me up with this girl ever. Oh my God. I remember that from way back when. Oh God. Like I couldn't wait for her ride to come get her. This is before I, we had cars even. I'm like, dude, Yo, when is your family member coming to get you? Like, what, what happened? Why was it so bad? Was it, it just like no chemistry at all? Or you, you weren't feeling her? It, like, it was weird. So you know how you talk on the phone first? The chemistry was there. Like it was all the good talk. And then once you got to the movie theater, I'm like, yo, this chick's really into like Lord of the Rings, bro. I'm about to be sitting here for three hours sitting next to her. And she didn't she didn't want to say nothing. She didn't want to do nothing. She was just like weird. And I'm like, yo, I'm done with this. Like. Oh, I'm calling someone else as soon as I get up out of here. Have a good night. <laughs> we'll see you. You know, walked her to her car. I was still a gentleman about it, but I was just like, of course, of course. That's, that's the end of this. Delete that out my phone. Shit. It's a rap Rizzy. Delete. <laughs> like the wrestling reference there. Sick, where are your questions right now? What's going on, Sick? What up, what up, Sick? <laughs> your thumbnail. <laughs> uh, let me see here. His last question was any wrestling uh move stories that you have gotten in trouble for as a kid? I remember getting detention for giving my friend the Stone Cold Stunner in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, not for me when I was young, because you know, as I explained at the I think it was episode one, like I, I didn't get into wrestling until later on in life. I mean, I I was in college by the time I got into uh into wrestling. Um I did put my roommate in, in the sharpshooter uh at one point though, back in my college days. It's a legit hole, man. Like he, man, he was legit. I think I legit hurt that motherfucker. Like that's a yeah. that's, that's a powerful hole right there. Yeah, I have to ask my brother Cam if he pops up in here about those those holes. I was good at the uh, the walls of Jericho. He would always block it and never turn over. But if you put his face near like the ottoman or the yeah. uh, <laughs> where you kick your feet up, he'd have to turn. And I'm like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> put that knee right in the back of that head. Uh, uh, lion tamer style. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Uh, that's the benefit of being the big brother. And honestly, I'm not flexible at all. So I would have died if somebody did that to me. Like I would have been like, oh, my groin pull. I think I'm done. Um, yeah. The only thing I could think of that I saw somebody get a detention for was, and it wasn't me. I'll never forget this. So in high school, you know, people are rushing. And dude left his backpack, like, open in the back. All the He had every book possible for class. And I used to walk around the same way. So this is why I noticed that. I'm like, yo, bro. You might want to zip up your backpack, but he's running to the next class because he's already about to be late. 
And this dude gave this kid an RKO. He like jumped over his back, like propelled off of it into an RKO onto the floor. I remember all dudes, books and papers went everywhere. I cried laughing so hard. And I couldn't help him because we all had to get to class. I was just like, yo, this dude's about to be late and get detention. And he got RKO'd. That Never, ever forget that. That is freaking hilarious. Oh, man. I wish. We, we used to do uh, backpack flips, too, in class. So we could. So this is back when you could bring your book bag into class. I don't know if they let you do this anymore in high school. But we would have the backpack sitting there on the floor. And if you could get someone's bag like their strap and you could put your foot on it and take it, we would flip their bag inside out and then put all their stuff in there and then zip it back up so you had to carry it around like an <laughs> Oh, that's cold-blooded, man. You're devious, man. No, no. Listen, dude, that wasn't me. I was never smart. I'm not smart enough to figure out stuff like this. I was too busy trying to kick girls like flip-flops off and stuff like, yo, what's up, girl? <laughs> Are you going to get that? Come here. Give me your number. Give me your number. Talk to me. Holler at me. What's going on for the weekend? <laughs> And then, you know, play the yin-yang twins from the window. <laughs> to the wall. Uh, yeah, good stuff here. Rob is coming in with some of the last questions. Yo, I, Cactus, I just saw you sneak some questions in popping up at the end just now when I refreshed. Uh, Rob says, have you been watching The Last Dance with Michael Jordan? And who would you consider to be the Michael Jordan of gaming development? Uh, I am. I just started watching The Last Dance. I don't have... Uh... Would have to. I mean, I've got various uh, uh, platforms that I watch my entertainment on. I don't have ESPN, but I was uh, with a friend over the weekend, and he had it. So I watched the first two episodes. It's really good, as good as advertised. And then, as far as who's the Jordan of uh, game development, as far as like studios and stuff like that, or yeah. oh man, shit. I mean, there's a lot of quality developers out there. I mean. Is there one though that you think is like you're not topping them? They're the best ever. Nintendo. Mm, that's a good answer. Nintendo. You know, I think. I mean, obviously they're a development studio and a publisher, but uh, no, nah, man. Like Nintendo, in terms of like their batting average, like they're damn near a thousand. Like with their main, their mainline titles. You know what I mean? Their Zelda's, their Mario's. Like Nintendo just might be the goat. You know, yeah, that's, look how that switch was selling out over this uh pandemic. Like, yeah, yeah. everybody, I keep hearing about Animal Crossing, everybody's going crazy with Animal Crossing. I don't know if that was developed by Nintendo, but I know it's on that platform. But uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's I mean, from the games back then that were classics to the shit they put out, even to this day, it's they're they're hard to beat and they take their time, you know what I mean? Like, they don't rush anything. Hold on, Brian. Before we get to the next question, I have to put some of these things in here that I am dying laughing at in the chat. Uh, who had it here? Uh, what's going on, Michael Starks? I know you said, uh, did you miss anything? You did miss a little bit, brother, but stay tuned. People in the chat, I'm going to say it again because I know some people just came in. I will answer your questions, but I got to get through the Facebook ones first and then the Twitter ones. Then I'll come back to you guys if we got time for them. Uh <laughs> Six talking about somebody getting a uh, rock style spine buster in the cafeteria. I just put up someone had a debate today uh, on one of the like grappling Twitter accounts. They said who had the better spine buster, Arn Anderson or Ron Simmons. I saw uh, that. That was tough, bro. I picked double A, but that was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, his is hard to beat. Yeah, but Ron, I always like Ron Simmons too. Cactus said that he gave someone the mandible claw with Mr. Sacco. Cactus, you keep them nasty ass socks on your feet, bro. 
Cheeto crust on them or whatever you got oh, on you. alone, man. Uh, <laughs> Cactus needs to stay out the women's over the bar. <laughs> uh, good old XGW. I love you, guys. Oh, man. Bring the entertainment. Yes. Um, Rob says, uh, favorite food or restaurant to eat when you're in Japan? Uh, oh, man. Uh, there is a, a sushi restaurant that me and my coworkers go to. I found it maybe like 2015 it's a um it's not far from our office in yokohama and every time that i go to japan the first thing that i do is hit up the sushi restaurant it's in it's in a mall it's not even like a fancy fancy place um and in fact it's but it's one of those conveyor belt sushi uh restaurants um it's called midori and there's always a massive wait to to get inside like you get it so it's, it's on like the the 10th floor of this mall and you go up the escalator and there's just this line of people that just snakes around like the escalator and the wall and you people wait. And, you know, with Japan being as efficient as it is, you don't usually have to wait that long. The most that I've waited, me and my coworkers, is maybe like an hour. But it is so worth it. And, brother, like, I don't know if you like sushi or anything like that. It is some of the best sushi that I've ever had. And it is so freaking affordable. It is so cheap. Uh they basically, it's it, the you, you know, you or you can order from the from the chef, or just take the plate on the conveyor, and like all the plates are color coded, so it's like you know the pink plate, whatever's on the pink plate is two hundred fifty in, which is like two dollars and forty five cents. Um, you got other plates that I think the most expensive plate is like the equivalent of six bucks, and you just take what you want, you order what you want, you know, and you just stack the plates up, and it is so, I mean, it's delicious, it's fresh. And at the end of it, when you're ready to go, the server just comes around, scans your plates, prints out your bill, and you just go and pay for it. Like, I've, we, we, I've had sessions up there where we've spent like an hour and a half, close, sometimes two, and I'd walk out of there having spent like $35. Mm, and that's still not bad for probably how much you got to eat, too. Oh, that's brother, like, I mean, compared to what, I, what the prices are like here in L.A. at sushi restaurants, at restaurants that are nowhere near as good as this one, like $35, that's... That's like the start of your meal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. I was trying to. We were actually just having a conversation about sushi in uh, our XGW little private chat on Facebook. And we all just go in there. And we, we just keep up talking about movies, stuff like this, for what we're doing right now. And uh, I think it was sick. Just had some uh, sushi or egg rolls and stuff. And they were like, yo, how was it? And stuff. I'm telling them, man, I had calamari when I went to uh, Canada for the first time. I think when I went for SummerSlam last time, never had it before. I was like, let me try this calamari. I'm like, it should look like onion rings. Can't be that bad. And, uh, dude, absolutely delicious. Like, it's so yeah. worth it. And we made it all. Like, they brought it out raw to you, and then you had the little, like, tables where you cooked it on. Really dope. Like, you could cook it as much as you want if you like it. Uh, rare. Like, some people probably like it like that. You could make it like that. It was just great. And we got like a big table packet. So everyone paid 80 bucks. I think we had four or five people with us. Yeah. 80 bucks, bro. Delicious food, man. And you just Wait, 80, bu- 80 bucks. That was your that was your cut or 80 bucks for the whole thing. 80 bucks for the whole thing. Like you could wow. order different packages depending on how many people you had with you. They would suggest yeah. like, hey, you get that. They had uh sake drinks for everybody if they wanted them. It, it was oh, just, it was wild, man. It was really good. That's really good. <laughs> Six said, "Man, I ate sushi today <laughs> for the first time. Dot dot dot. Never again." Cam, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah, I remember those walls of Jericho. <laughs> uh, what's going oh, on, Casey Classic? Uh, 
good man. A lot of people, a lot of people like the sushi, man. Uh, I don't know how how cactus <laughs> cactus came here to collect some money, bro. I don't know. You owe five dollars. Yeah, about Trey Fede. So <laughs> let's get back to uh, Rob's questions, though. Uh, he said, "What is your favorite?" Or excuse me, he said, "What TV or movie series would you like to see turned into a video game?" Uh, his would be Sons of Anarchy or the Mayans. Uh, that's one of my shows too, dude. I absolutely love Sons. I uh, I just finished that uh, maybe like two years ago. I went through it on on uh, on Netflix. It was all right. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I hear my I hear the Mayans is really good though. Mayans, I like Mayans so far where it's been. Yeah. Um, as far as like shows, man, uh... does AEW count? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll say that. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, AEW, make something happen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm a fan of Ginger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's only one sushi I like. Hint, hint, cactus. <laughs> Come on, bro. Can't be talking like that over here. Broken Rockstar, random. I hate guacamole. I'm not a big guacamole guy either. Oh, I love guac. Uh, it's You know what? It's got to be made right. I've had two that I've ever liked. Usually I'm like, everyone be like, yeah, this is the best. I'm like, eh, this ain't it, chief. Like, yeah, you know, I'm trying, I try to be respectful about it, but I'm just like, this ain't it. Very, very I did, I, when I was younger, I didn't like, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't like guacamole at all. I didn't start eating it until maybe I was in my 20s. I think because when I was young, it was just the texture kind of got to me with how, how mushy it was. Yeah. But, uh, but now I love it, man. Uh, yeah, give me, give me all the guac. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Everything Pro Wrestling, it's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast and Facebook group. I'm Josh Burton, letting you all know that if you like the college game, that there's only one spot to come find all you need to know. Yep, Josh, Peyton, and myself, Tyler. We are the three voices of ECB podcast and Facebook group. Peyton, tell them where they can uh, find us and listen to us at. Well, Tyler, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all other podcast hosting sites. Also, go join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups like Everything College Basketball. So if you want everything you need to know about the collegiate game or have a passion for it, there's only one spot that you need to check out on a weekly basis or a daily basis with Facebook group. That's everything college basketball. Now let's get back to Conrad informing you on everything pro wrestling and the workings around it. Brother. <laughs> Hot dog Starks, hold on to that uh, that question. Uh, let's see here. Rob, last question for him. He said, what's your dream destination for leisure and dream destination for, uh, location scouting? For location scouting? Mm-hmm. Uh, location scouting as far as what? Uh, I'm going to assume, let's just say for video games. Screw it. Let's just say, where, where would you want your studio set up if you could? Oh, and, We'll say, oh. uh, I, I'm just interpreting it that way. 
And he said, for leisure, where else would you like to travel? All right. So for leisure, I mean, I got two places. Um, uh, and they're, and they're, they're kind of boring, but I just, I just went to Hawaii for the first time three years ago, uh, Maui. And as someone who's been hearing about how great Hawaii is for my entire life, I just, I just didn't think that it was going to you know, blow me away as much as it did. I figured it'd be like, it can't be that great, whatever, whatever. But when I was there, man, it was better than everything that I'd heard. Um, I've only been there once. I would love to go back there. Um, the other one is Alaska. I, uh, I used to live in Alaska when I was young. And For I've been what Yeah. And I've been oh. wanting to go back there ever since I left. I was my mom remarried when I was um, what was it, like 80, 86. So we we left L.A., South L.A. We moved from South Central to Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, my mom remarried. Big difference. My, my stepdad was in the military in the Air Force. So we drove from from Cali to uh, to Alaska, took a ferry in British Columbia into Juneau. I was there for three years, third grade through fifth. And I fucking loved it, man. It's such a cool spot. It's beautiful. Um, and I'd love to go back as an adult and check it out. Hopefully it wasn't a dry county. I used to have some people that I worked with. It's not. There. It's not. Well, well, they had to stay in a dry county part. They were like, and I was like, bro, I know you were sweating in that room. <laughs> Get me out of here. But the money was worth it, they said. They were like, the money was too good, bro. I had to. Yeah. Uh Cactus, I think Cactus is more of a well, he's got a question kind of in here. He said, bonus, yeah. Brian was the goat of interviews. He got us hyped every year. Why didn't 2K let him shine in the interviews or let him be community manager? Brian's passion came through. Uh, he couldn't hide it, and we loved it. But why didn't 2K let him shine in interviews showing off gameplay? We got dry-ass 2K staff doing it. Um. So, there, so the way that it worked – I won't go too much into this, but I just have a. I, so, like I said, when we when we moved from THQ to 2K, uh, it wasn't just the product development team. There was a lot of people from marketing that I had mentioned. So, all the same people that I was working with previously were all at 2K. The guys, because they were the ones that would either ask for Corey or myself um, for interviews or whatever, you know, or or both of us, depending. And sometimes Corey would say, "Ah, just give it to Brian." So they were the ones who were asking for uh, people to promote the game to the for community events, to the press. Um, that was their decision of who they wanted out there. When we got to 2K, I remember being uh, my, my friend in marketing, uh, Bryce. I remember him. He basically he told me just straight out. He was like, look, you know, uh, we request you all the time for these things. But we just get told no, <laughs> that they don't, you know, Either he he would be told either you know I was too busy or whatever, but I found this out after I left 2K um, because it was kind of weird that I wasn't like the only thing I really did was just that making up video, but uh, they just didn't want me in that position. You know, my boss didn't, and he didn't allow me to do those things that I used to do at TSU. Mm. Yeah, that was a a major blunder, 2K. If you ever want to know, so. Big Daddy Kush is here to tell you that was that was a blunder. And another blunder you don't want to make, folks, is not shaving your family jewels. Manscaped, the lawnmower 3.0. Give your girl the 2.0. She can have it. She can keep it. You need the 3.0. It's where it's at. You guys can, uh, you know, 
shave the bushes, cut the bushes down, makes the trees look taller. You know what I'm saying? So get one of these bad boys that's got the light on it. Good grip. You know, like the PlayStation controller, since we're talking video games, got that grip so that you can hold on to this bad boy and uh, shave all your family jewels. And ladies, you can buy one too. It comes with a great newspaper that comes with it. Here, let me let me hop off camera for a second. I keep talking about some of this stuff and you guys don't get to see it. Here. And here we go. Here we go. You guys are going to get to see some of the other stuff today. We got the Crop Preserver Ball Toner. Deodorize your balls, fellas. Ain't nobody trying to smell it at the gym, and your girl don't want to smell that either. All right, so make sure you take care of that. You get some uh, boxer briefs. Now, you see it says size L. They just give you a, a large with the package that they give you. Cool. You get that. You get this nice handbag. Now, this bag is nice. Leather, nice grip to it. Pretty dope. Use it as a little traveling case when you're traveling. You know, lawnmower in there. Whatever else you want to put in there. Stuff that you're trying to hide from the TSA. And last but not least. Now, you probably don't read this. This isn't meant for you to read. This is so that you can uh, save the balls. And you guys can, you know, put your little trimmings on it. Dump that out. You know, right to the trash can. Every single one of them. Don't uh don't mess that up. <laughs> Cactus, yeah, ball toner. Make sure you uh use that, dog. Don't be in here asking all these questions. I know how many girls you got, so you definitely need to get your hands on one of these. So go in the description box and go to manscaped.com and put in our promo code EPW show. Save yourself 20% free delivery. Tell them Big Daddy Kush sent you. And uh you don't have to thank me. Your balls will thank you. All right, boom. That's how we transition into that. JP, Brother, that's, that's the best part of the show, man, is your, your reads for the Manscaped. Don't let me get blue chew. Oh, my God, it'll be over. We got to talk about getting rock hard. Uh, JPQ, what's going on, my brother? Good to have you in here. Big pause on the pup. Hashtag watch stardom. If you love stardom, check out JPQ's channel. Uh, one of the best, dog. Honestly, holds it down. Uh where where is this? Uh, this man said, "Big Daddy Kush." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, let me see. Did this turn into the Home Shopping Network? It turned into I gotta pay some bills, brother. Help me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> let us get into the uh, Twitter portion of this, Brian. Now, right. do do we want to take a few from the chat? Because I saw mad questions. I gotta. Go back up in here. Let me see what I can find real quick. Uh, Casey Classic asked, Brian, favorite wrestling game uh, and feelings on the AKI wrestling game series? Uh, favorite wrestling game? Uh, I guess, I mean, yeah, I mentioned my top five earlier. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just say Here Comes the Pain. Um, that's my favorite. And my feelings on the hockey games, I think they're, I think they're good. You know, I, I talked about No Mercy uh, at the start of the show. Um, yeah, the stuff the, the, those hockey games were classics, man. Um, unlike a lot of people, I do think <laughs> I prefer Here Comes the Pain to No Mercy, but it's still a very, still, still a great game. And like the Day of Reckoning uh, series that we did at Ukes, like that was developed by our Osaka team. And at the time, that team was comprised of a lot of former hockey uh, developers, which is why that game was so uh, reminiscent to No Mercy. Um, so no, they were a great studio. I mean, shit. 
you know, in terms of uh, wrestling video games, you know, obviously I think we're one of the best to uh, to do it. And I think Aki's right up there uh, with us. You know what I mean? Yes, that's a good, good answer here, Brian. Um, I'm trying to find one more here. Who asked us this question? Uh, here's one from Malik. Who is the Michael Jordan of pro wrestling to you? Michael Jordan of pro wrestling. Uh, the Rock. Okay. The it Rock. Smell. Uh, if, for no, if for no other reason that The Rock is the one that made me a fan to begin with, not dopey ass Hulk Hogan. Dude, listen, when you The Rock's good when you know you can just remember promos that he did. That's I, dude. Oh my god. The the songs, the singing, Lillian, yeah. I know you get wet. With perspiration. <laughs> like, dude, I just love all of those. I go back and just look at those when I'm sad sometimes. Haven't done that in a while, actually. Uh PR Nightmare. I didn't even see this until just now. Why are you doing <laughs> cousin Pedro in the parking lot, bro? Don't do that to Pedro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Well, Pedro do to deserve that. <laughs> you seem reckless in the ring, bro. <laughs> uh, truly the Ace wants to know your thoughts on 2K Battlegrounds. Um, I really don't have many thoughts on it. Um, I, I, I hope it's good, you know, for, for, the, for the fan base out there. You know, you guys deserve a good, you know, quality wrestling game. Um, I'm, all, I'm all for arcade uh, wrestling games, um, but... I'm not I'm not a fan of the visual style of the models in Battlegrounds, but uh that's just a cosmetic thing. I mean, hopefully, you know, the game is fun and you know, that's it. That's really it. Nothing more than that. Three quick ones from here, and then we'll get to the Twitter ones. Uh Six said, Do you think WWE should have their own gaming studio? Yeah, I do, actually. Mm. Um, I, I, I think that it would uh they I'm sure that they I'm sure in their minds, they're like, ah, oh, you know, what for? Like, what's the bother? That's why we have you guys, whatever, whether that's, you know, THQ, 2K. But I think, you know, from a business standpoint, if they had one, they could X out the middleman and, you know, just, you know, develop it internally. Like, they don't have to pay a publisher. Like, they have the they have the means to uh, to distribute and to uh, publish that publish the game. You know, you buy a studio and just do everything internal. Yeah, I think it'd be a good business idea for them. Good business see, plan. See what my man Sig said? That's just that's just what it is, folks. That's just <laughs> what I'm not even gonna repeat it. That's all you need to know. All right. Uh, yes, but sir. yes, Sig definitely agrees with you on that one. Uh, Hot Dog Starks says, uh, "What was up with Cena's voiceover in 2K19? Damn, that was bad." Um, I don't remember his voiceover. They uh, they, they had someone completely different doing his voice for uh one of the oh. scenes, and it was like, "Damn, yeah, that's right." The uh, the sound alike. Um. Sound a, they, sound a wrong. Sound a wrong. Uh, it was scheduling. It was scheduling conflict. I, I I think it was either that or maybe he just didn't want to do it. Um, I do remember there being discussions about about that from uh, that I hear that I heard. You know, through. that was the year he started disappearing a lot too. Though, like he was after yeah. he lost to Roman, like he wasn't around anymore. Like they're like put Roman over and then you can go do your thing, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was it was just scheduling conflict, and he didn't want to probably if if my memory serves me correct i think it was like it's not that he just flat out said he didn't want to do it but whatever he had on his schedule he he prioritized that over the uh the vo so okay uh well i'm gonna listen whoever's got questions up until skull maniac that's it all right for and then we'll go to twitter uh triple threat rock punk macho who wins triple that promo uh 
I just said he was a Jordan. But I'm going to go with Punk, man. Oh, you think Punk will hold it down in this? I do. I do. Uh, I, I think I think mostly for, I mean, obviously his skill, but the, cat, the, the, the contrast in his delivery as opposed to uh, the Rock and then, of course, Macho Man, I think he could come in with some uh, with some 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 poisonous bars <laughs> for these guys. Yeah, I, I would love to see Punk uh, step back onto the microphone to where he can actually talk about it here. Uh, Q and A. Cameron is back once again. He said, "When WWE games were moved to PS3 and Xbox 360, while the WWE games were still being published for PS2, were the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions copied onto the PS2, or was there a different team working on the PS2 version?" Um, cop by copy, I take it to me is like porting, porting yeah. over. Um, so, so basically, when we were doing, um, when we made the move to uh, the 360 and PS3, the primary skew was the the game was primarily built for the uh, the Xbox, and then from there it was ported to the PS3. Now, as far as like the last gen at that time, the uh, you know the PS2s and the PS2, um, that was ported uh, internally by Ukes. So they have a team that was there uh, on site in Yokohama that was their primary focus was because even I mean, even though we, we made the move to next gen, we still kept the PS2 around for several more years. So we had a, a team there that was responsible for making sure that everything was being ported to the PS2 and checking in and you know making sure that, you know, it works and all that. But uh, it was a separate team. So you had the guys that were, you know, developing for the main SKUs, and then yeah, another team that was responsible for you know doing the process and doing the work to I hate to use the word dumb it down, but you know to to make it fit within you know the PS2. It's another good Lupe song, by the way. Dumb it down. Um, so <laughs> PR Nightmare said uh, update on his situation. He said he uh, power bombed me on the curb when I had him in a triangle hold. I I mean I guess that's the reason to tombstone someone on the concrete. <laughs> Do Damn. you hear this? Do you hear this? Be safe. Do not, try to, do not try this at home, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. I don't want to hear everything pro wrestling and uh, getting called up to uh, what's that judge show where the dude sues people now? <laughs> I forgot. The ball dude. I can't think of his name. Play for the Giants or Jets or something. It's it's oh, garbage. Yeah, My dad that. watches it every day. Judge Gino. There it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he it's like the lawsuit one. He's like, you will not talk to me. It's every day I hear like the same five lines from it, and I'm just like, Dad, how can you watch this every day, bro? <laughs> Interesting <laughs> stuff, you know. <laughs> uh, Skull Maniac. Uh, I, I've seen him all over forums from Cause.ws to Gaming Ring, so I had to show you some love, brother. He said, Hey, Brian, how do you determine which WWE moves would be added to the games? Did you ever use the moves that should be in the next WWE game thread on the 2K forums for reference? Uh, no, I never used that form. I didn't even know that that was up there. Um, when I, yeah, determining the moves was, you know, whether it's for the main roster or DLC, it was just, you know, um, you find out, you know, you get the roster together, who's going to be in the game. And from there, let's say, uh, who can I use? Uh, John Cena. So take John Cena, for example, it's like, okay, of course he's back in the game. Uh, we got to update his moves. Has he done anything? Has he added anything new to his repertoire? And one example would be that that net breaker that he started using, like in uh, with the 2014 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you notice that it's like, oh, okay, that's a new move he hasn't done before. So you kind of uh, you take note of it, 
And basically the process is just that, you know, uh, you just go down the, the roster uh, and you, you know, I, I do it. And I, I ended up doing it myself, but you basically just create little clips of reference that we use for the uh, mocap shoots. But yeah, you just kind of generate a list that way. You know, you go through and say, okay, well, whether it's taunts, whether it's new moves, whether someone needs a new entrance because they had a, a character change or a gimmick change. Um, you just go through each wrestler that's going to be in the game and uh, you pick out the things that they need, and which is the easy part. The hard part is then you get all that list together and you find out or you're told that, okay, we, we can't mocap and implement all this, so uh, pick and choose what you really, really want. And so then you got to go through it again and say, oh, prioritize everything. Where these well, what are, do we see on television every week? Exactly. Yeah, like this is the, tr this, this is the A priority, the B, the C. And uh, we go into mocap with that, with those motions, but with the shot list prioritized in that manner where we, we uh, obviously we get everything that's priority A captured. If we have time, we pick up priority B stuff and again, see if we have time for that. And we get all the animation data. So as long as we capture it, we have it. It may not make it in that year's game, but we still have it and it'll be in the next one. Um, but then occasionally, you know, youths would always surprise us and be like, hey, you know, we, we were able to get these uh, B motions in. You know, maybe we can't do all 35 of them, but we can do about 20. So let us know your top 20. Um, mm -hmm. And it just kind of goes that way. And then with the DLC, the moves pack, my baby, um, I curated all that stuff the same way. I did basically just, you know, I'm a big fan of independent wrestling, a big fan of New Japan. And I just, and I, I mean, I know what looks cool. <laughs> and I just kind of uh, curated from there, you know, uh, adding, you know, big fan of the Young Bucks. I mean, I obviously there's a lot of Young Bucks stuff that was, Added on my watch, a lot of Omega stuff. Uh, uh, Kevin Steen, before he was in WWE, I would take his motions. El Generico. I just kind of looked at the guys that I was a fan of and moves that I thought were cool and would be uh, appreciated by the fan base. Yeah, that was always uh, appreciated, at least by me. I love the move pack sets. Like Those were always great to have in the game, especially for cause mostly, too. Yeah. It would really work out well. Um <laughs> Land161 just asked, are there secret copies of the PS3 version for SVR07 lock somewhere? Please, <laughs> somebody, if you can, help this brother out. Get him a copy of SVR07. Um, let me see here. Somebody, uh, Hot Dog Starks asked about the graphics for 2K19 and 2K15. If you check back on our last two videos, so five and six for the parts, uh, you can definitely hear us talk about this exact thing with the graphics. I won't have Brian go through it fully again. Uh, sick. WWE, don't try this at home. Twelve year old me, she. She. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I used to hate when Cena would do something simple as a drop kick, and Michael Cole would lose his shit on commentary. I'd be like, simmer down, dog. It wasn't that serious. Listen, Cena doing a hurricane was some serious business, bro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, honestly, wasn't the worst hurricane that I've ever seen. No, no, Kane's might be up there. I remember when Kane did one on Albert. I was just like, good god, Kane. I know I you're remember that too. That was dope, though. I think I was there, actually, when he uh, busted that out. Uh, Shingo. Shingo. His moveset should be prioritized for future games. I absolutely agree. I love Shingo. And, yes, they took out preset movesets. Brian and me also spoke about that on a past episode. It broke his heart as well. Yeah. They uh, took that out. Hopefully, JPQ is still in here because I believe he has the first question from Twitter. JPQ asks, hashtag ask EPW. He said, can you walk us through the steps about securing a licensing agreement with a toy company? 
So I don't know if this is in reference to the uh, THQ Jack Pacific type of yeah. deal. I honestly, brother, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> that was you, nothing you that know I dealt with. Good reference, uh, Justin's video, I think, for it. Justin kind yeah. of explained a lot of what happened with that. Yeah, I, yeah. Right? I point him towards Justin's uh, whatever he had to say. I mean, I, yeah, I really don't have anything to offer about that. I don't know how that whole. I mean, by the time I got on on board, you know, Jax was in place. I do remember always asking, like, what the hell's what is Jax bringing to the table here? This <laughs> is like. I know what Yuke does. Uh, I know what we do, but why is this Jack's logo up here? Like, I we never, I never interact with them. I never have any emails from them. Um, it was basically just, I don't want to just call it shady business deal, but uh, it was uh, crony. It was cronyism. It was it, one of the guys just trying to help help out a friend, get some easy money. In the Netflix series I suggested before, I think a little snippet of it gets brought up a little bit too when they're talking about the WWE figures, like later on. Okay. Like, yeah, Jack Specifics, they also make the video games. They kind of snuck in and uh, got into that a little bit, too. So I think they had the license, and then they basically like, THQ, you pay us. We'll let you get in on this and get some of the yeah. money. Like, it, it was, they were holding out basically like, look, we need someone to make this. So Yeah, it was a shady thing. I, I definitely know that, you know, uh, yeah, they didn't do, they didn't do Jack <laughs> as far oh, as oh, the... Uh, Obi Wan has this uh, channel in there. If you guys want to check that out, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I cannot even repeat. I'm, guys, don't talk about how to do pedigrees in the chat to people. Don't tell people. <laughs> um. So Fowl is up next. My man Fowl Original. He does great uh, gaming videos lately too. He's going through like the history. I think he's still in the '80s time period right now for uh, video games. He's kind of going through and just showing everybody the stuff. He's got a great tutorial guide on how to play as Legion of Doom and the WrestleFest mods on the computers now. So, oh, nice. yeah, I know Fowl. Uh, Fowl says, "Been a great series so far. Major props to both of you. What game series would you most like to work on outside of the wrestling genre?" Oh, uh, outside of the wrestling genre, any any sort of third-person shooter. I'm a big third-person shooter guy. Uh, I'm not into first-persons that much, uh, but games like Gears of War and uh, shit like that. I love cover-based uh, third-person shooters specifically. So if I wasn't doing any, you know, a wrestling uh, video game, I I definitely would want to get involved in a, a game of that type. Oh, here comes Malik. Malik is back with another question. He says, question for both of you guys. What was your favorite and least favorite WWE video game? You want to take, you want to go first? (sighs) Shit, man. This is tough. I'm really trying to think of another game that I can hate more. I think with a no, no be doubt. honest, be honest, man. Be honest. Dude, be I think honest. it's I, I want to say it's SVR08 off the top of my head. That game made me start leagues. Like it made me, I'm like, dude, I can't play this anymore like this. I gotta find some other competitive way to play this game. Uh SVR08, I think, is one of my least favorites, but there's some really bad like Nintendo ones. So I don't know if you want to count those too. Like, there's some good dude who yeah, put this shit out. Let's count everything. We should count everything, unless he specifically is just talking about you know the WWE series. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the worst. You know what? No, F that. Wait, do you I say WWE? Why. Oh, you better be glad because Backstage Assault was about to be on there, bro. I swear to God, I wanted my $5 back from Blockbuster after I, <laughs> I rented that drink. I'm like, where's the rings, bro? I remember I put it in. I'm like, yo, there's no wrestling rings. This game is trash. 
Yeah, that was not a good one. I, I never played that, but I've, yeah, I've heard nothing good about it. Uh, it made Mayhem look great. It's <laughs> such a wacky idea. Uh, that's weird. Uh, I think, so for me, just, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take every wrestling game that I've played. I think the worst that I've, that I've played was uh, Backyard Wrestling uh, 2. Oh, I never played that. I saw a video. That was really, really bad. Like, really bad. I mean, not even, like, outside of the bugginess of it, because I can forgive bugs. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm old school enough where it's like, hey, sometimes bugs are just a part of development. You know, I never really trip too much out of bugs, as long as it doesn't, you know, impede my, my uh, enjoyment of the game too much. But even taking the bugs aside, like, that was just a very poorly designed uh, game. Um, so you, so when you have that, and on top of how buggy it was, then uh, yeah, that'll be my my the worst one that I played. As far as the games that I worked on, um, I'm like you, and that's that's an easy answer. It's uh, SBR 08. Time out. But I will say this, Cactus, I did pay for this game. I did not pay for 2K20. So yes, 08 is better than 2K20. <laughs> like when it's so bad that I won't pay for it. Yeah. Um, Malik is tired of the disrespect that 08 gets. It's one of my all-time favorites. Malik, I'm telling you, bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> that game is trash, bro. It's what? buttons. Malik, Malik, first of all, brother, I it warms my heart to know how much you love that game. I and I'm glad that you do. Um my thing, like I'm I'm just curious though, like when was the last time that you played SVR 08? I would like to, I would like to know that from you. Because if it's been recently and it's like, hey, I played it a month ago and it still holds up, I love it. Rock it out, man. I'm happy for you. But if you haven't played in a long time and you played, you know, recently, you may have a, a change of opinion. Uh, let's see here. Connor said the Simpsons game is really bad. Uh, WWF Warzone is trash. No finisher. Warzone had finishers. You just had to know how to do them. You had to, It was like left, right, up, down, circle, X. And uh, yeah. Ahmed Johnson, just go listen to his promos. Great. Great stuff in that Warzone game. I still have no clue what he was yelling at me for. <laughs> uh warzone was better than 2k20 cactus stop it a blank disc from thq is better than 2K20. uh let's see oh, he's here coming with the jokes i love this is like a roast session no cactus this is cactus 20 all day uh cactus <laughs> is a writer too so i'll give him his credit for it uh, he writes like screenplays and stuff too oh so nice. make sure you check him out uh Casey Classic, my brother, wants to know, has Brian had a chance to play any of the Japanese wrestling games? He did go through some of them before, but... Yeah, um, I do. I love Japanese wrestling games. Uh, yeah, at the start of the show, I was listing my top five uh, wrestling games, and King of Coliseum right here for PS2 was one, and the Wrestle Kingdom series from Ukes, Wrestle Kingdom 2, would be another. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I remember me and my brother got really heavy into uh, Fire Pro Returns. That's what got us into like the Fire Pro bug a lot. Yeah. I played them at friends' houses, but I never got into it. Cam, really? <laughs> the Attitude X-Pac? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the TNA game was so... So I think TNA's game would have been better if they had another chance. Uh, yeah, Brian, TNA's game's not bad. Like it's Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We talked about it before, too. Where it's like, had they were they given like another um, chance for like a sequel or whatever? Uh, yeah, I think they were onto something. That first, I, I played it the other day. Um, yeah, it's not bad at all, right? Um, let me see here. I gotta go back and hear Brian's thoughts on Rumble the Roses. Oh, you'll laugh at that. That, that was good. That was a good question. Um, 
So, doo -doo -doo. oh, we, did we say the best one? Uh, I, I'm still going to stand by No Mercy through and through. Oh, the best. We had to do the best, too. Okay, No Mercy for you. Yeah. Then, uh, then I, yeah, I'll stick with my Here Comes the Pain. And, and you know why I say No Mercy, bro? I played that game for years after. Like, dude, we were in high school, and I don't think until Here Comes the Pain came out, that was the one that made me put that shit down. Like, all right, bro, look. <laughs> I was creating Randy Orton, like, rocking the Saturn trunks. I'm like, dude, it looks just like him. They got his moves in here. Like, this is great. <laughs> and then I had everybody created, and I was just like, man, I can't believe I did all this. And eventually, once um, Here Comes the Pain came out, I was like, yeah, I got to put this shit down. This roster is pretty dope, and this is a fun game. Um, it's it's just the the best to me. I don't know. I, I got five members of that game. Two good choices, man. You can't go wrong with either one, you know. Uh, oh, Malik has finally responded back. I have the game on PS2. I haven't played it. PS2? That's number. That's your first problem. <laughs> I've oh, been playing about a year. So the best SVR games to me are 07, 08, 06, and 10 in that order. 09 was the worst one to me. I'll never play that one again. See, 09 won me back. I was like, yes. Baby, come back. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I think 09 I think is probably my second least favorite. I like 09. 09 had a lot of good. I, maybe it's because I started my league then and I had some online fun and I made a lot of friends. Like half my PlayStation list, like who I'm real tight with, came from that era. Like I met Sick on there. Like half of the people that are in here I met on 09. Okay. So it's kind of wild. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, it's not that much of a decline. Like, I mean, I, my dislike for 08 is such that, you know, 09, like something had to be, you know, runner up. And I liked 09. I thought it was, you know, a step in the right direction for us. But see, I think uh, 10, 10's my disappointing one where I thought 10 would have been a little bit better, but it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I thought 09 was a good leap forward. And then 10 was kind of like, oh, I think we regressed a little. But you had you crazy, son. You crazy, son. 10 is dope. Nah, man. All they had was the chest turning purple. That was it. I was like, ah, come <laughs> on. We got to do better than this. Um, oh, what was the other thing? Then eleven, you guys came back with it. It was weird. It was like good, bad, good, bad. Uh, jumping back and forth with those. Uh, yeah, I love eleven. <laughs> Cam, don't bring that up. You're making me laugh. Vince McMahon ladder match. I think I told you that story when my buddy lost the uh, title. It was the European title, Cam. When he said, "Let me play this quick match, real quick." I'm about to dog Vince McMahon. I forgot. I was getting ready for like a basketball game or something in high school. And uh, Vince McMahon slapped that man off the ladder, bro, and he lost. Oh, I'll never forget it. Vince <laughs> bloody, just cold cocked him with the <laughs> knocked him off the ladder. <laughs> I like leave it, bro. Just leave it. You need to remember that next time you plug that in that you talk that shit about Vince. <laughs> um, twenty ten was Conrad tripping on that. Listen, bro. It's yeah, my thank you, people. He is tripping on that. Ten is a good one. 10 had a good roster. I, I don't know. There was just something about 10 that I didn't like. I think it was because people could cheese. See, I played online more too, though. So I remember like, yo, bro, okay, fair enough. how'd you not tap out? And it was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. want to talk about it. <laughs> um, next one comes from my man Chris Law at Just a Cool Dude. I'm sure you know who he is, Brian. I do. Chris, what's up, dope? Chris is the master of movesets in uh, the forums. He said, uh, Brian, what was the first WWE game you worked on? SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Uh, two, he said, in the upcoming wrestling game you will be working on, what do you think about a creative move feature being added at some point for single and tag team moves? Listen, if you don't know Chris Law, my man Chris is a tag team move aficionado. 
Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I would co-sign that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but what do you what do you think of that though? Do you think we could ever see like a tag team create a move? Like that's create a, a, that's, that's, it's a cool idea. Um, yeah, never say never. Uh, but that's definitely a, a very cool, intriguing idea. I never. I'd expect, I'd expect nothing less from uh, from Chris. Yeah, and sick. Uh, I don't know what freeze glitch you're speaking of. That was my partner who did that. Never me. I I would never do that to somebody. I'm a fair player. I just took advantage of the wins after. Uh, <laughs> Prince Rockstar getting into WWE 12. We'll save it. Uh, he comes in with one more. He said that he would love to see your next title also on PC if you can communicate that. So whatever Ukes does next, he said, please have it on PC. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, I'm a big uh, – I play a lot of games on PC myself, so I like that uh, as well. So we're we're uh, of like mind on that on that subject. I'll be pushing yeah. for it. I'm, I'm so weird still about PC. Like, I, here's what I want. I want to be able to do everything from the PC – but I want to play it on my system. Like I See, want people. Oh, so, so when I say I play on the PC, so, and it's only like I just started playing on PC maybe like three years ago, and that's because I uh, I finally just downloaded Steam, and uh, once I found out, I'm such an idiot. Once I found out you can plug in the 360 controller into the USB port and play it just like a console, I was like sold. Uh, now, unfortunately, I can only play at the office because my. <laughs> My uh, my desktop is, is you know strong enough to run it. I can't play it on my laptop. Got a crappy one, but uh, I like playing uh, on the computer. And and with Steam, it's dope because you know all the saves are in the cloud, so you know uh, you can play at work. <laughs> I play a lot of games at work, and then if I come home or whatever, go into another computer, log in, I can continue playing from where I left off. That's dope. That's dope. That's I feel like these consoles are becoming PCs too at the same time. Like they're almost yeah. getting to the point where I'm like, dude, you might as well just have a damn PC for gaming. That's what they're it getting is. getting there, man. Yeah, it's getting to that point. Uh hold on. I gotta clarify something. So Ace said the Jets are trash because of what my brother said. Jets, I think it was Jets 619 or 319. He <laughs> is uh he was a known spammer in the SVR09 community. And my oh. brother just happened to remember, like, I blocked him one night. Like we got I used to get into a bad with these people. This is what happens when you're young, dumb, and uh, you know you a lot of time home. on your hands. No, the, you would come home from uh, you know hanging out with some friends, and you know you want to play the game. It's like, dude, bro, you're freeze glitching. Grow up, man. And uh, six said that I was guilty by association. Listen, <laughs> it's not my fault, dude. That he would do that stuff. Dude was a jerk. Couldn't help it. Um, yeah, and Broken Rockstar says PS4 and Xbox One better give us that Spotify glitch so we can use custom soundtracks <laughs> in the wrestling game. I hope we get it back, bro. I think it's really needed. Like, you can't once again, I go, I stand behind this. Once it's out of the hat, you can't put it back in. Like, once I had custom soundtracks, you can't yeah. take them away. But that's, that's an important think, one for me. Can I say this too? With uh, everything that we've always gotten from the community. And with all the lawsuits when it comes to like Orton's tattoos, and no one, you better not give this to any wrestling websites when I say this. The idea of us having uh, like the created all this stuff that we get, I am surprised that nobody has set like tried to do something about that. Wink face. I'm not going to get too deep into it, but like we have to be careful and just be grateful for what we have too. Yeah. yeah it could absolutely. be gone. By litigation, just like that. It could, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, 
I mean, whoever does it, I, I also will say I'll probably never buy a T-shirt from you again, and you'll never get any money. So I wouldn't recommend doing that, but you'll be hated by the wrestling community. Um, Malik comes back with a question again. He said, I need to know if there are any chances of the SmackDown versus Raw series coming back, or is it officially over? I can I can answer this one. It's over, Malik. It's over. SmackDown versus Raw will never – it won't be the THQ version of it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's the fairest way to uh, answer that. Connor comes in. He said, "What has been your favorite game that you've worked on?" Uh, so these are easy question. Uh, SVR ten, eleven, uh, seven. I should have started with seven. Seven, ten, eleven, uh, fourteen. Okay. Is there is there one that stands out the most? That you're like, like, what's the one you're proudest of? Like, you damn right. Uh, 11, honestly, like, and see, here's the thing with 11, like when it came out, I think most people liked it. It was, it didn't set the world on fire or anything, but I think of all the games that I worked on, it was the one that one, I had the most fun, uh, developing it. Um, cause it was just me, uh, working with the, uh, designers, uh, at Ukes, the gameplay designers. Cause I was the only one in charge of gameplay at that time. So it was me and, my, you know, uh, counterparts in Japan, and we just had so many fun meetings, tr- you know, discussing the the havoc and the physics and how these, how the, the objects and the weapons were going to interact. And to see how we were playing with those figures and the toys, you know, in the meeting room, to then being able to kind of replicate that in the game was something that I'm, I'm very proud of. And I think of all the games, I guess the one that really has, it's aged very well. Um, now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's the only version of the game that had the the, the weapon physics to that to that level. But uh, like, I, I'm I'm just really really proud of that game, and it seems to have kind of found a little bit more appreciation ten years after the fact. You know, right? It's uh, it's like I can't even think of. I'm trying to think of something we could compare it to that you appreciate after the fact. I guess it's like the John Cena of video games. Like nobody liked Cena when he was there, and all of a sudden people like clamor for him to come back a little bit. Like, oh, I hope Cena shows up, and I'm like, where? What the hell is this now? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you don't feel the same way about people saying that about the game. But I do see a lot of people going back doing playthroughs on it, man. They love it now. Like, man, it's yeah, a really good game. Um, I'm sorry. And Chris Law had a, a second part to his message that I want to read to you, Brian. He said, yeah. Brian, thanks for always listening to our fan feedback, uh, for always trying to get my uh, tag team finisher move request in and other. I did my best with that. I did my best. And he said, in the wrestling games you have worked on and will be working on, gave you a thumbs up. So it sounds like Chris has a lot of respect for you. I wanted to make sure that I put that out there for him. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, I got a lot of respect for you as well. Um, like, you know, Chris is a name that I've been, you know, seeing his comments in his feed book for years, just like you, Conrad, you know, and, you know, you like, just cares about the game. You know, it's like that. That's that's why, you know, the whole 2K20 thing was such a uh, disappointment. Like, I didn't even care that I didn't work on it. I just felt bad for the for the fans because, I mean, the, the wrestling fans, they're, they're, we're, we're diehards in the best way possible. You know, we're passionate and we really care about this thing. And. You guys just deserve better. Uh, I'm going to uh, hit somebody. <laughs> I'm about to uh, hit somebody up here in the chat with uh, one of their things too. 
Uh, sick, definitely calling me. I said, every time the dude would freeze someone, you'd be standing in the corner looking like you in the elevator from Juice. Disrespect. <laughs> I'm definitely a steel type making the uh, the eggs with the 40. How dare you? How dare you <laughs> yeah. like me? Um, Cameron wanted to know what it was like making 2K14 after THQ went bankrupt. Cameron, if you go back to part, where was that one? That's I think five? that's four, maybe. Because what yes, 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 part four. Wait, no, 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 it's five. You're right. Oh, You're right. It? Because last week was all the uh 2K ones and 2K14 and that one. So yeah, you were right. Part five. Right. Go back into there and you can hear all of everything that happened. Casey Classic, you just made me miss Fight Night, bro. I do miss that boxing game a lot, man. They yeah, need to bring bro. that shit back. EA, yeah, get off yeah. your ass, man. I, I say do that every other year with uh UFC. You guys could really yeah, right. I'm surprised they I'm surprised they haven't done that. Yeah, uh, man, people bring it back. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll give this one. Uh, Truly, the Ace wants to know: Do you think Otis is going to cash in on Braun Strowman or the New Day? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, technically, that contract is for a singles title, right? I mean, I don't. I mean, as WWE, they can change to that will, so who knows? But I, I did see uh, an article where uh, Otis said that he wants to cash in with Tucker because that's his, oh. his best. He was like, I want to cash with my boy, and I do want to use this to cash it on the tag titles. Oh, well, nice. Oh, well, then hell yeah. Go after the New Day. But, I, uh, but, we've, but we've been fooled before. If you remember, Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy, uh, who, I, who I always steal my intro from when I do it with the wait for it. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Kennedy lied and said he was going to cash in at WrestleMania. He was going to cash in that same night when Edge did. So uh, you never know what to believe. So you never know, yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that he wants to to do it with Tucker because I, I like them as a tag team. Uh, I like it'd be cool if they stuck around as a team. Uh, original Biggie, I will never do that again. I was uh, in a bind. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Uh, sick, sick wants to ask you how happy are you that you dodged that two K twenty though? <laughs> uh, I very. <laughs> Oh uh, man, yeah. uh, PR Nightmare says bring back Def Jam. I agree with that. That's another game I miss. Yeah, that was a good pretty one. badly. Uh, Narcolepsy Boy said all the dream matches that never happened and dream match that could happen today. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels for me, and AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. I think AJ and Bryan did face off, and I know they faced off in Ring of Honor a few times. Yeah, yeah, as they well. Have. Um, but Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels would have been a great match to see. Talking about dream matches, Malik. Yeah, I this actually I got a question from my friend Roman about this. He went pretty much the same thing, wanted to know what my dream matches would be that I like to see. And uh it's hard because you know, we've been I guess, you know, because you know, at least for me, like and all of us, I mean, we, we watch so many different promotions and stuff. And so it's almost like I've seen a lot of the matches that I I'd want to see, whether in one promotion or another. But there are two that I came up with. And one of them honestly was gonna happen at WrestleMania, but got you know, didn't because of the pandemic. And uh, that was that'd be Orange Cassidy and uh, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, oh, I and, gotta uh, see that. Janela Spring Break, yes. Yeah, I, I, I hope they go back to that when things start to open up. Uh, I really do. And then, but then another one, like because I, I gave us a lot of thought, and um, I think for me, because I love these teams so much, you know, both of them. I've been a big fan of the Usos ever since they uh, they debuted in WWE. So for me, it'd be the Young Bucks versus the Usos, because it seems like we're going to get Young Bucks in revival. So uh, I'd love to see those two teams uh, mix it up. 
You know what? I'm gonna throw a weird one out there. I want to see Coda or not? Do I want to say Coda? No, Sonata. Excuse me. I'm gonna say Sonata versus Hangman Page. I don't know why. Uh, I just want to see those two lock up. I think they're like the future of their companies, and I think that would be a really dope match to see. That would. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that, that is a good one. I didn't think about that. But when he said Sonata, I I was like, oh, what about Sonata and Randy Orton? That would be good too. I dude, I love Sonata. Sonata is like the future to me of New Japan. We we've talked. I'm a big New fan Japan too. Before. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Sonata. Um, here, let me get back to these Twitter ones right now while everybody is in the chat having a laugh, uh, just talking some fantasy matchups. Um, Kyron wants to know if you do another WWE game, would you consider making original storylines uh, for season mode or bringing back Road to WrestleMania? Brian, I'll put it to you. We know that the WWE thing's kind of out of reach right now. How about for whatever next title you're working on? How do you feel about original storylines and season mode type stuff, Road to WrestleMania? Um, you know, when it comes to story modes, like I've, I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, would I like to, wait, what was the question again? Do I want it like a Road to WrestleMania or? Uh, he said, would you consider making original storylines for a season mode or bring back Road to WrestleMania? Okay, okay. Um, original storylines. Um, what I'd like to do, because one of the re- I, I've been mentioning how much I love Here Comes the Pain in this podcast, and one of the things that I love so much about that game is its season mode. Um, I I fucking loved that season mode. I mean, it didn't have the VO, it just had you know text on the screen and everything. But it was I could you could play that. Like there wasn't there wasn't an end to it, you know. Uh, and it was just it was just immersive as all hell. And I really dug that style of. Uh, of season mode. So I like to do, I like to, whatever, whatever we do, if we do end up doing like a season mode or whatever, I definitely want to look at here comes the pain is like, and use that as inspiration for what we do moving forward. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with Josh next. Josh wants to know what's the process of acquiring music rights to be used for WWE games. Do you remember anything with that, Brian, or is that out of your realm too, technically? Yeah, that's marketing. Uh, that's marketing and legal. Uh, stuff that wasn't anything that I uh, got involved with, so I really I can't I don't have a satisfactory answer for you. Uh, my man Aussie Lucians, uh, BJ Aussie Lucians is a blog and podcast. Make sure you check BJ out. I have done uh, an episode with him on Impact Wrestling. Uh, he wants to know: Are Raw and Raw Two from Xbox as overrated as they're made out to be? And also, what would you rate them and why? Ooh. All right, so it's okay. So I never played the first Raw, but when I got hired at THQ, uh, my first job there at THQ was in quality assurance. I was, a, I was a game tester, and the first game that I was put on was Raw 2. And, uh, oh, man. I should have thought of that when I uh, was asked what was my worst, the worst wrestling game that I played. I will still say Backyard Wrestling 2, but Raw 2 was terrible. Uh, I, I mean, if it was overrated, maybe at the time um, – it's that was just I thought that was a terrible, terrible game. Uh, just bad. Um, it had no personality. It was just very mechanical and kind of lifeless. I mean, I know at the time the models looked really good and everything, but I don't know. There was just like a soullessness about that game. They just felt like action figures that you that are duking out in the ring. And uh, I didn't think the gameplay was very good at all. Um, the talk about season modes. Their season mode was. Almost as bad as twenty four seven mode in uh, SBR oh eight. Trash, trash. Uh, you know what? I'll say this: Raw two had some. They had some good things that you could take from it, but that's about it. 
Yeah. Like, like a small thing that you're like, that was a good idea. That was a good idea. The the best thing that game, the best part of that game was the fact that the, the creative superstar allowed you to edit, gave you full uh, customization of the actual WWE wrestlers. Um, and that was the last game to allow that functionality. We, we That's need the that only bad, good thing man. about it. I know. I know. Who I'm cares if so-and-so ends up in a tutu? Knock it off. Who cares? You get paid. It's one of the uh, things on my list. So, B, let me uh, – hold on here. Sorry. I think Ghetto's going to start pushing the tag division in New Japan. I hope so. <laughs> Goto and Ishii uh, is the best tag team in the world. They just barely team up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ishii's my boy, man. Uh, I love Ishii. That's my dude, too. Malik came back and said, what's your favorite match of all time? WWE and – oh, wait. Before we get to Malik, uh, what, yeah. would you, what would you grade Raw and Raw to? Or what, what, I don't know, do out of 10, five stars. Okay, so, I, so because, because I, I've never played the first Raw, so I'll just say an incomplete because I don't know. But Raw 2 on a, uh, a 1 to 10 scale, I'll, no, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do grades. I'll do letter grades. I would give it a uh, D. Solid. Goldberg yeah. Mongo. Look it up. <laughs> That's what I was telling <laughs> you. What's a D in your mind? Goldberg Mongo Starcade. Uh, <laughs> Favorite match of all time? I don't know if he's asking for WWE and New Japan. Do you have two matches that you're like, yo, this is my go-to? Um, geez, favorite match. WWE. I'm so terrible at like picking out one thing because I like so many things. It's kind of hard to I want to keep all my babies, as it were. Um I'll say for WWE, uh it's so such a boring answer, but that first taker versus HPK uh, can't go wrong, that's, bro. That's, that's a hard one. That's a hard one not to include in any list of best of matches, whether it's including all promotions. So I'll go with that one. And with New Japan, I would go. Damn, I. I'd go. I'd go. Uh, Prince Devitt versus uh, uh, Pac. Yes. Um, best of the Super Juniors. I saw that live in the building, so that might be influencing this decision. But it was a damn good match. Um, second to that, oh no, 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 no! I take it back. I take it back. Nope, nope, nope. That's runner up. My my favorite match I saw in Japan was a sixty minute Broadway, uh, all caps Kenta. That's my dude versus Mar Fuji at Budokan mm-hmm. Hall for uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. That was the first. Japanese wrestling event that I went to, it was me, Justin, and uh, Dan. We all, the three of us went. And it was a great show, but that main event was amazing. I even own, I have, I well, I got the DVD from that event. My, uh, my co-worker in Japan sent it to me like uh, a year after we went. And uh, I bought a DVD player that plays all DVDs just so I could rewatch that one. So it, Now, let me, is wrestling live in Japan? Like, is it really popular or is it kind of like a... Uh... So... It, it 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 in 2014, you it, it started to gain in popularity. You know when uh when Ukes when we when we put out the Wrestle Kingdom games like the early 2000s like 2005 2006 like New Japan was not in a good position and with them being the biggest promotion in Japan, it's almost like you know wrestling in Japan it kind of goes with how New Japan goes, and so they were in a in a in a lurch for a long time, but uh I will say yeah beginning around. Maybe two thousand, <laughs> maybe like two thousand eleven, twelve. You know uh, when Bushi Road, because we owned like Yuke's owned New Japan, mm-hmm. and we kind of we kept them afloat. And when Bushi Road 
uh, purchased New Japan from us, which I think was like two, eleven or twelve. I think that happened. Um, that's when you really start to see the promotion kind of gain more in uh, popularity. Um, so it is. It's, it's probably now since I've been working on the game, New Japan is at its most popular since I've been you know working on the franchise, the WWE franchise. But it's still a niche form of entertainment, just like here. You know, it's not like it's it's more popular than it, than it was, but still not anywhere. It's not like a mainstream type thing, if that makes any sense. No, it makes sense what you're saying. Uh, Malik, for me, I'll go Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. Uh, favorite New Japan match? I'm going to have to say it's Kenny Omega, Okada. I'm not going to go where Omega wins. I'm going to go with the first one that I saw, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I hope it's 11. I think I'm thinking of the right one. Wrestle Kingdom 11, yeah. that was just a, a freaking shit. I was just watching it like, damn, damn, bro, that's wrestling right there. Like, You know, I, I, I picked that one too. Like if of, of their matches of Omega and Okada, like I would always go back to that first one because if for no other reason, then I remember watching it the day after it occurred. Um I'm watching it with my girl and she's doing her thing, but I've got it on and I'm watching it. And by the midway point, she completely stopped what she was doing. And she was just transfixed on the match. Like, what the fuck? These guys are killing each other. So the fact that it got her away from what she was doing to, cause she, I mean, she did, she gave a shit about wrestling, but she got drawn in. And I think just off the strength of that, I mean, that's, that's an achievement in and of itself. If you know her. Lance says, I'm surprised there hasn't been a full New Japan Pro Wrestling game for this console, Jen. I don't know why either for that. I mean, they're in Fire Pro, which is a good base for them to be in. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I remember when I one of my first like popular YouTube videos was when they were going to announce that video game. That was my prediction, but I did not think it would be Fire Pro and them teaming up. That was yeah. dope, though, I thought. Yeah, you know, I've asked this, too, about, you know, with my coworkers like years ago about like, why don't. Why did you guys stop with Wrestle Kingdom 2? I mean, it's, it's such a great game. And it just boiled down to uh, to sales. Like, it didn't sell very well uh, at the time of its release. Because, again, like, when this came out, like, New, J like, New Japan just wasn't as hot, anywhere near as hot as it, it is it now. recover from that Anokiism, bro. That, yeah. When he did that, messed shit up. Like, I think it hurt Nakamura in the long run because that was who his guy was. Like, oh. Uh, no, I, I think I think a new Japan game, uh, if one was being developed now, I mean, I, I think it would sell in Japan, and I think it would definitely sell in the states. Yeah, new, listen, their shit is hot, bro. When they had, uh, who was it? Okada was in, uh, what was it, the Yakuza game, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, yeah, there was there was somebody in one of those uh, Yakuza games. I don't know if it was Okada, but I do remember hearing that one of was, was or maybe, it Suzuki. Maybe it was Tanahashi. There was a couple of them. They've been appearing in other games, man. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, I'm sorry, I just saw this. Yeah, Xbox Raw series was kind of ass. I remember you went back and bought them, like yeah. after to play them. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, well you you got to play them to talk the shit, right? Well said. Um, let me see here. Yeah, we're not gonna do top five worst wrestling games. You, you guys know we we, we talked about oh eight. <laughs> we talked about oh eight enough. You can go back and look at those Nintendo ones. We know, uh, but. Good question. Who put that up? Uh, oh, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Rob came through. He said Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito were all in Yakuza. Mm. Uh, yeah, Naito. Okay. Uh, here we go. Let's get to Mag's question here, and then we got one more after this, Brian. He said, uh, "I cannot sing the praise of you and Brian enough for the series. Thank you, Mags. Uh, thank you, thank you. Your magnum opus." 
in terms of questions, it would be interesting to hear Brian's opinions on the pressure of meeting a yearly deadline for these kind of games and the shortcuts and cutting corners needed. Um, okay, yeah, it's a good one. Um, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's very difficult, and it's one of those things that I, I kind of feel like a kinship to any develop any developer or development studio that has to put out anything on an annual basis because there are so many concessions that need to be made to get the game on the store shelves that I know from having done it myself that, you know, when people, whether the game is good, bad, indifferent, like the things that people will complain about are by and large the same things that the devs are fully aware of and uh, would try to get ironed out. But at a certain point, you know, the game is taken out of our hands and it's and it's just like okay, no more changes, no more anything. We just got to get this thing submitted. We got to get this thing done. Um, so there is a lot of stress, and I think for me, because I started at such a young age, and I was just so kind of gung ho and geared up to to have the job that I did, you know, I dealt with it really well for I would say like the first six years. But you know, by the time maybe around like WWE twelve or even thirteen, like you, I really did start to kind of get a sense of the. Uh, a lot of the stress and pressure was mounting because, you know, you're never given any, uh, it's just constant paddling, you know, in a sea and you never reach land. <laughs> it's just constant paddling and occasional big ass waves that come at you. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it can be, it can be very difficult, but it's one of those things where you just have to really find that, that balance between your life and the job because yeah, you're going to work, long weeks, long days, but you've got to, you've got to, uh, to pace yourself in a certain way. And that's one thing that I've learned. And I, like towards the end of our run, like I really, you know, learned that as I like, look, you know, I'm, when I'm in Japan, I'm, you know, I'm at the office working nine till midnight every day, six days a week. The only day we had off was Sunday. Um, but I never, I, I, I was never there later than 12, even though my coworkers were like, these guys in Japan were crazy hours do, but I was like, no, it's midnight. I got to go home. This work is going to be here tomorrow and i'll tackle it then you know what i mean but i'm hungry i gotta get a beer i gotta relax you know so you just got to find that balance but um but yeah and, and that's the thing it's like as stressful as it is you know it's like you really need to have a passion for what it is you're doing you know i have a passion for wrestling i fucking love it and i love making wrestling video games so for me the uh the passion the enjoyment that i get out of it um supersedes any kind of stress Good answer for that, Brian. Um, I'm going to go through these last two in the chat here, and then I'm going to ask the final questions. Uh, Truly Ace, which Kenny Omega Jericho match was your favorite? The uh, New Japan or AEW match? Uh, the New Japan. Same. Same. Yeah. It, it's just better the first time. I think Jericho was moving a little bit better, and he could uh, do some different things when it comes to that. Yeah. And... So I'm plugging in my phone. I'm, my battery's about to die. No, you're good, brother. Uh Malik wants to know top five favorite uh, WWE themes. Oh, geez. Um, CM Punk's original. Um, CM Punk's The Cult of Personality. Actually, I'll take that one out because that's not strictly. Well, neither is his original. And I'll put both of both of his themes in. Okay. Um, who else? Uh, Drew McIntyre's original theme. That's an easy one. Um, what is yeah. that, three? Yeah, that's three. That's a good uh, weightlifting theme. 
Yeah, and I love Randy Orton's theme. And shit. Wait, which theme? Mm. Uh, are you a burning the light kind of guy, or are you uh, voices? I like them both, but I'm gonna go with voices on this pick. Okay. Um, damn, what's it? What's, what's my last? I mean, they. Oh, oh, shit! Why am I just thinking Raw and SmackDown? Fuck, man. Io Shirai, her her music, fucking knocks, yeah, man. I, I love that song. When they remixed hers, I was like, that's a good theme right there. I know some that's people so are like, hey, it's Seth's new theme and uh, Johnny Gargano's new one. So uh, I, I haven't seen NXT yet from last week's, but I did hear that he's got new uh, new interest music. I got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, six that he's still Oh, Gangrel. Gangrel's theme. Yes. Okay. Where's Derek? Me and Derek. Derek still does the bop. Derek was a, the biggest Brood fan when we were in elementary school. I'm like, bro, nobody likes the Brood. He's like, yo, I'm telling you, Edge going to be the world champ one day. Never forget in 06. Yo, I watched wrestling. Edge finally did it, bro. And I was like, get out of here. <laughs> it's so funny how wrestling can bring you back in. Like, he didn't watch for years. He was like, yo, I heard Edge finally did it, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, yeah. I'm going to take out Orton's theme and replace it with Gangrel. Yeah, Nakamura's on mine, too. I love Nakamura's theme. Uh, I just put Cody Rhodes' My Kingdom. There's something about that song that I just feel it, bro. Maybe it's the pyro when he comes out, too. That's just too much for me, but I just love that theme. I don't know why. When he went to New Japan, he just had it. It was like, wrestling has more than one royal fan. I was like, Cody taking the damn throne. Like, I just felt that same, like, dude, I should be the man. Like, let me be the man. They're like, you're too young. I was getting that at work at the same time. Like, you got to wait your time. Like, wait my time. My time is now, bro. Like, I want to enjoy the money now. Like, what's wrong? That's a good one. Yeah, I, I love his theme too. Like when I hear it, yeah, it's got a certain gravitas to it. Like sometimes I, I get goosebumps. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, dude, that's my that's my pinky rep when I call it. When you when you're lifting the weight <laughs> and one more, I'm like, put Cody on right now. I yeah, got yeah. ah, do the work, <laughs> do the work. Uh, sick said, I really wish AEW and New Japan would work together, dude. Who you telling, bro? And you you may get your wish. I mean, you know, it may be in everybody's best interest. Like when uh events start running again you know to kind of get stuff kick-started get some uh some energy some excitement it might be a good idea if they did mm-hmm mm-hmm uh oh pr nightmare let me see what he came up with real quick he said cane slow chemical benoit whatever sheamus too many lives <laughs> edge never gonna stop it taker you're gonna pay yeah taker's dead man walking was my shit too when he came out i heard him on that bike i was like yeah someone's about to get their ass whooped by booger red I was never a big fan of that Taker thing. Oh, dude, I loved it. Y'all go to pay. I just, I just remember it like, yo, someone's about to get when he drug Hogan on that bike. That was the shit. <laughs> what are you doing, brother? What's it look like I'm doing? Um, let's hear. It. La- last group of questions, Brian, for you. Um, yeah. this comes from XGW Fed, and I put these together for it. So, uh, Brian, what do you feel is next for uh, wrestling video games? What do I feel is next? Jeez, um, I mean, a what's, good one. What, what's what's the next wave? Do you think like wrestling okay. video been through so much? What what do they need next? I think I think what they need. Okay, now that I've got, yeah, I think what they need is uh, to abandon the yearly um, requirement. I don't think that a wrestling game needs to be released annually. Um, and, it's, and it seems like most games, I, for me, I would, you know, and we've talked about this, I think, you know, before, I'm sure we have, where 
I think the games need to be treated like a live op, you know, similar to like a like a like a mobile game where you put out the base game and you just support the hell out of it. Uh, can you see me? Am I still on? Yeah, no, you're still on. I'm listening. Okay. Um, and you just support it with frequent updates, uh, you know, bug fixes, patches, you know, new content, new modes. You know, basically, pretty much like what Virtual Basement uh, seems. That seems to be their their um, what they're doing. And so I think that's the right route to take. Um, take away the stress of having to put something out every year because I just think, and honestly, I think in the long term, there's probably more money to be had, more profits to be had by just supporting the one base game for three or four years and then put out, you know, maybe a sequel or something like that. So uh, I'd like to see the games go go that route. Um, it's something that I'd like to pitch or I will be pitching for us. Yeah, I definitely will agree with that. I just think that we want more out of these games. And people, I think Fire Pro has shown me that people are willing to pay. Like, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's going to be an update to Fire Pro for moves. Uh, I follow the main guy who, like, works on the game. I don't know if he's the owner of it or whatever, but I saw, like, there's, like, a create a move thing getting put in now. People are like, yo, how much, bro? How much? Like, I'm ready for this. We need this for this game. And uh, I really just think that that's something that's uh, necessary. And it, it to me, it's worked for Fire Pro. Like, it's worked yeah. wonders. I'm playing it still, and I bought this game two years ago. And I'm hoping when the new systems come out that I can play this game on it. Because yeah, I still no, want to play Fire Pro. I absolutely agree. Uh, yeah, I guess they were the first to really do it. I mean, they've been supporting Fire Pro with brand new content ever since that thing came out. And, like, good content, you know what I mean? Um, from, of course, the New Japan stuff was, like, uh, you know, kicked it off, but... You know, getting the uh, the best of the, the the juniors that pack in there, and the and the story mode to go along with it, um, the GM mode that they added, the fire promoter. Mm-hmm. Um, then they also include a uh, stardom that promotion. Yeah, stardom. We had two stardom DLC packs. Like this, they the parts craft gave this game new life. Like all your old creations, bro. I want to wipe my entire system of them and start downloading new people because I'm like these look so much better now. And it yeah. looks more designed and every dude. I just saw a Vader that had the Vader uh like shit when he used to come out with the mask and shit. I'm like, yo, mask, how did yeah. you make that, bro? He's like, yo, I can't tell you all that, bro. But it, it's <laughs> dope. He's like, I ported it from PC, so it looks good, man. That's all I can say for that. Um yeah. Brian, what's the biggest thing we can expect from uh Yuke's next project? Um a damn quality wrestling game. That's it. Yuke's off the chain. You know, Yuke's, you know, doing her own creative, um, you know, not being uh, hampered or handcuffed or anything. It'll just be us, like, you know, back in the day, like when they were putting out, you know, the Here Comes the Pains and SBR 06, you know, it's going to be us leading the way creatively. And, uh, and yeah, we've got some, we've got some great, we've got some great tech, you know, and the fact that we'll be, whatever we do, it'll be a brand new engine. Um, but with that said, I, I I can't say too much about what my my guy in Japan told me. Like when I emailed him about the havoc in SBR eleven, but uh, I'll just go. I'll just say this: that as much as people enjoyed that in that game, um, I know it's an old engine, but that old engine has some tricks up its sleeve, um, and accounted for a vast majority of the things that were made possible in that game as it had as it relates to the weapon physics and everything like that so um yeah i don't know if i answered that (laughs) what was the question again 
No, no, no. Uh, I just said, what was the next thing? You answered already. Oh, okay. uh, next thing that we can expect from the project. I'm just trying to read what Sick wrote here. He said, is there a timeline on that wrestling game, my brother? Not trying to rush, just curious. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, can't really, I can't get into specifics of anything. Um, but just, just know that as, as much as you guys want to hear news and to get this thing uh, going, I do too. So the the first time that I'm able to divulge any information, I'm going to do it on on a brother Kush's uh, EPW show. So best believe that. But uh, I'm at, we're we're doing what we can, man. It's just it's something that I've had to learn, you know, in this you know not kind of like a new role that I have, where it's like you know trying to get some new, a new project off the ground. It takes it takes a lot longer than uh, <laughs> I thought it would, you know. But uh, I, I I think that we will. We're gonna. We should be announcing something relatively soon. That's all I can say. Yuke's off the chain sounds like a dope indie wrestling game. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of Bobby Roode. And last question, uh, Brian, uh, what do you think is the biggest change needed for wrestling video games? Like, what 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 is what's needed to make these games better? Is it something from the fans that you need? Is it something from the developers? Um, is it is it a program that needs to change? I no, I think for me it's um it's it's a mindset. I think that whoever's developing anything, you know, I think it's something that maybe the guys at 2K would be wise to uh to take heed of is that know what it is you're making. You know what I mean? Pro wrestling is yes, it involves real people doing real things in a ring, but this is fiction. And I, w- I would implore anybody to lean into the fiction of things and prioritize what is fun versus trying to get everything so uh, so realistic and sim-like. You know, it's pro wrestling, you know, larger-than-life characters. You know, you want to have sim aspects, go for it. But nothing should get in the way of the fun and of the energy and of the... Uh, the over-the-topness that pro wrestling affords, you know, because um, I don't think that that's what the fans want. I, that's not. I don't watch pro wrestling, and and I'm thinking about, oh well, he's got to be too winded. That's not maybe not a good analogy, but I go into it for for the fun of it. I know this isn't. I know that this is a predetermined uh, outcome. Don't give a shit. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's hard hitting. I love it. You know, and I think, you know, if you're developing a wrestling game, know what it is you're making and know what it is. Understand why people are fans of this thing. You know, this isn't, you know, NBA 2K. This isn't a football game. This is you're not dealing with real life stats and real life stats that affect people's on field performance. You're dealing with fictional characters in a fictional wrestling world. Lean into that shit. You know, I respect it. I respect it. Um Brian, that's it, man. We went through seven parts. I of got thing. one more left. Oh, my boy Roman. He just wanted me to list my uh, my top five wrestlers currently and of all time. Okay. So, so Roman, sorry, man, I couldn't do five for my current, but I have Rod. Okay. I have Roderick Strong. I love Roddy Strong. Chris Hero, ECE, Orange Cassidy, the Juice, man, the Juice. I love Orange Cassidy. Uh, Ricochet, <sighs> Phoenix. Pentagon and Asuka. I think Asuka is... I'm glad she's a champ uh, again. I think Asuka is... The, she's my favorite uh, 
female talent and has been for a long time. Yeah, well, you said juice, bro. I thought you were talking juice Robinson. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I heard yeah, that I, for a second. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I could see, I could tell, yeah, I, I, that was a faux pas of Mossy. I could see how, how you would get to that conclusion. But no, Orange right. Cassidy, I love, I love Orange. I, I, that's why I stay quiet because I'm like, let me wait for the conclusion. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about Orange. Oh, I also have David Starr. If you haven't seen his matches, he's really dope. Um, Pac, and I said Phoenix. And then, so yeah, more than five, sorry. And then my top five of all time, I got The Rock. I got Piper. And that, now, I put, I'm putting Kenta on here, even though I know he's still wrestling, all caps Kenta. But this is Kenta before pre-WWE. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm specifying that. Um, Steve Austin. And then for my last one, like I was really giving this a lot of thought. And like he's a guy that is still active now, but I've, and I've always been a fan, but within the past two years, I've gained a whole other level of respect for, uh, and that's Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. He's cli- He's been climbing up the uh, the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling to me. Like he's getting up there where I'm like, we did a. I think I think you were on that one. I don't remember if I'm Malik Shan. We did the top ten, and Jericho was like nine and i was like yo yeah. i think he's climbed a couple since uh this AEW kicked off man he really has man like honestly i mean i i mean we've been watching jericho for a lot of years now this is my favorite version of him yeah yeah dude i i wanted to be there just so i, I learned the words to judas so i didn't look stupid in the crowd when everybody was singing i'm like yo hold on i gotta make <laughs> yeah, sure I know what i'm talking about <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah man uh brian this has been so much fun dude Uh, And uh, I'm going to take a second to uh, show you some love with all of this. Uh, I will say this on record as a longtime wrestling video game fan of probably before I even really could speak properly. Uh, Brian, I think you are the number one person to make a wrestling video game. If you are making one and you are not seeking this man out, you are making a big mistake. I would pay top dollar. I'm not joking. Top dollar to have Brian Williams on my team. And I'm not saying that because he did the show for me. I would have said this before. I'd have said this after. I would have said it if he told me to F off. This dude is still the top person I want making a video game for me. He is the guy I want talking to me about a video game. So, Ukes, whatever project you're working on or whoever's involved, let this dude talk to the people. He doesn't have to do it all the time. I get it. He's more valuable in the studio. I get that. But if someone has to go out and do some PR once in a while, let the brother go out and speak. He speaks properly. He knows how to talk to fans. And he knows how to put a smile on our face with some you know, insider terms, wrestling move usage. Uh, Brian, you are the man. So I wish you nothing but the best in whatever you do. And uh, I'm glad that we got to do this, man. This was really fun. Conrad, brother, thank you, man. That was uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm seriously. That's way too much uh, praise uh, for me. Um, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just a guy who was right place, uh, right time, and was able to have the career that I had. Um, so you know, the what you know, and so just thank, thank you to you, man. Thank you for allowing me to uh, to do this during this pandemic while I've been stuck in the house. <laughs> like I said, I've been looking forward every Tuesday to uh, to talking with you. And uh, answering everybody's questions, everybody who tunes in, like, thank you. This has just been really fun. And, uh, you know, buy some merch. Buy some EPW merch. And get that Manscaped, son. Description below. Manscaped's always here for you. You need to bust it out. Get the clipping, dog. Get the clipping. I 
I think you might have sold me when you when you showed me that bag, that carry all bag looked really nice, man. I'm like, ah, maybe I will. Uh, you know what use I'm saying? My promo code. Take it to that- Japan, little. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're good to go, man. Uh, <laughs> Brian, this series has been amazing. It's been fun. I pre and everybody's singing your praises in the chat too. I don't know if you can see all of them. I put some of them up before. Um, Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, everybody. Yo, Brian, real life question: Chicken sandwich, Popeyes or Chick Fil A? Popeyes. I'm saying Chick Fil A. Popeyes. Popeyes oh. had my stomach in a knot after the gym. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was hurting yesterday. I took some pre workouts. Like I made a big mistake. <laughs> Let me get through these reps. <laughs> I like Chick Fil A, but I mean, when it comes to chicken, man, I can never not you know get my handles some Popeyes. If that's an option. Uh, Malik said, "Great series between you two. Hope to have you both on the podcast again, like we did before. You know, Malik, I'm always down. Just hit me up with the time, bro, and I can see what we could work out." Yeah, I would definitely like to do something where you know you were talking about that that uh, that game that you were playing with the entrance themes. That that sounds like fun. Um, still waiting on an EPW chokeout Jesus shirt. <laughs> uh, we'll send that to Rob. We'll get that. We'll, we'll get that working. <laughs> Jesus, we need your likeness. But uh, B, this has been wonderful, bro. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you. you. Everybody in the chat, thank you guys so much. We will be back next week, and I think next week we'll have an AEW uh, preview for Double or Nothing. We found out three competitors for the ladder match. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's actually the match I'm probably most looking forward to right now, depending on the other names that get announced. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, Double or nothing's looking really dope. We'll be back tomorrow, though, with a review of AEW Dynamite. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and check out the channel. With that, for Conrad Cushman, Brian, we are out. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Conrad. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people, the best show that's here. So listen in, let the knowledge begin. The opinions, the lesson, yes, by the fans, uh, for the fans. Uh, not many in this can understand. Uh, this the podcast to show you who I am. Uh, Conrad Cushman, the legend in the plans. Uh, please listen every day to the showcase. The opinions and knowledge that anyone can take, showing you. How it is done, proving I am number one. What a legend becomes. This is now my time to show you that I am here. Uh, this podcast just to make it loud and clear. Uh, by the fans, uh, for the fans, uh, not many whose hand can understand everything pro wrestling. They can never be you. Listen to the podcast here for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinion and the lesson. Yes. Everyday pro wrestling, they can never be you. Listen to the podcast for the people. The best show that's here, so listen in. Let the knowledge begin. The opinions, the lesson. Yes.